welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean, host with the Hitman. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Piss off. Well, people, it's been quite a while since the business has done... Actually, no, what am I talking about? It's been quite a while. We're here every single week. We're here every week. We're here every people. This week is a very special, very, very special episode. We are doing, as part of our, I was going to say Superstar Series here, part of our pay-per-view series, we are doing the one and only WrestleMania. Not just any WrestleMania, WrestleMania 6. The first one, I believe, that Anthony actually watched. Am I, am I correct? Yeah, so it's, it's funny. Like, first one I would have been watching the weekly shows and came up with 7, but I did yeah. before I watched WrestleMania 7. I watched... so. WrestleMania 6 has been about the time I started to get aware of WWF, like mm. reading about it in the TV guide and catching the odd sort of adverts and stuff. So I knew Hogan vs. Warrior was happening. Yeah. But I didn't watch WrestleMania 6 live, like, yeah, as at the time, but I would have seen bits afterwards. So I watched like a replay. A rep- I think they put it on Sky One in the build up to WrestleMania 7. So, that, so then I watched it. So I did watch it before WrestleMania. I already knew the results of some of it, some of it but I watched. WrestleMania 6 before I watched WrestleMania 7. That makes sense. So that is the first WrestleMania I ever watched. Hmm. You know, I've watched this WrestleMania quite a few times. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And people actually forget that this WrestleMania actually wasn't in America. Hmm. It was the first one actually at the country. Yeah. It's in Canada. Hmm. Toronto, t- Toronto, Canada, as Hogan to say, the Sky Dome, as he loves to say. <laughs> <laughs> and uniquely... People forget that a Hall of Famer was actually in the crowd. Remember who it was, Anton? Hall of Famer? Yep. And and, and a Hall of Famer was driving a Cadillac. Do you remember? Uh, Yes, DDP. Yeah. Because they DDP there. Triple triple DP. DD Steve. I was like, who's that? I was going to say Steve. I was like, nope, it's DDP. (laughs) But again, people, good WrestleMania. What we're going to do, we're going to go through not just my memories, but really Anton's memories, but also just a nice view on WrestleMania. So, I'll be honest, the poster for this one, loved it. First mm-hmm. and foremost, loved it. Just, again, people, I know people like to say, oh, you know, um, what's it called? It's, uh, what's the word for it? It's Roman, it's Roman numbers, isn't it? Roman, Roman numbers? Yeah, Roman numerals. Yeah. Roman numerals, thank you. Apologize. A little bit of a tongue twister there. So I know a lot of people now don't like Roman numerals now, but I admit, I do know it, but I admit after like 29, 30, I admit I get a bit like lost. I have to really think about it. But these ones are so simple. VI, mm-hmm. that's it. Simple. Six. Mm-hmm. The poster, Omar Warrior, Hulk Hogan. Anton, since since you know, again, I know Hogan, obviously you know him better at this time. Tell us the big deal. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, main event. These two, obviously, at the time, Omar Warrior was like, you know, big deal. Still in my mind, was a big deal. Yes, he wasn't a great worker, but you know what? What he did do, he entertained the fans, and he was a big star. Legit star. Yeah. Legit star. Hulk Hogan, again, you know, Thunder Lips. He was Rocky Free. Um, he was in, is it No Holds Bar? No Holds Bar with... Um, yeah, that was, his, with, own, that was his, own, his own movie, like his starring role. With I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say Tiny Lister, but back obviously it was Zeus. Yeah, yeah that was the character. Was he was Tiny yeah. Lister, the actor. Yeah. 
um, Zeus. But for you at the time, like, did you think like it was such a big deal? Like, obviously, the Intercontinental Champion versus the WF Champion, both belts on the line. It's like, wow, is that a big deal? Like, or is it just what we know now? It's like, okay, it's not a big deal. It's just yeah. Nah, I, I mean, the thing is, it's like you have to, it's almost like you have to know that error, like for mm-hmm. that, for the significance of it as well. Like it's, it felt so much, even me, like only just getting into the WWF around that time, knew, like that was so cute. There was on, on so many different levels. Like obviously, Hulk Hogan was the biggest star in wrestling at that point. He was a mega star. Like everybody knew Hulk Hogan outside of wrestling as well. He was like, he was iconic to wrestling. If you think wrestling, you think Hulk Hogan. Like that, that's what it became around that sort of time. And Ultimate Warrior was like massive because when I was going to school, it's like loads of people like liked Ultimate Warrior as, as thought he was the best. So it was like between Hogan and Warrior as, as to who are the top stars really in the industry. I mean, Ric Flair in the NWA was massive, but I think on terms of like superstardom, it's Warrior and Hogan. And to have them two battling because it's like Warrior was seen as like almost unbeatable. And then Hulk Hogan is like unbeatable. He's Hulk Hogan. So you've got two, like, you know, they say the irresistible force and the immovable object. Mm. That's what that felt like. And you'd had the Royal Rumble sort of collision. And it, that felt like, yeah, even Tony Schiavone, oh, my God. It felt like an oh, my God moment. Because also, good guys didn't normally fight good guys. No. So the fact that Hulk Hogan was WWF champion, it's like, oh, Warrior's never going to fight him. That's how it felt. But all of a sudden, they did. They came sort of face to face without without one turning. So it's not like the mega powers explode, Randy Savage turns heel. And fights Hulk Hogan. It's like Ultimate Warrior is still a, a babyface, still a good guy, and he's going to fight Hulk Hogan. It's like you, you don't know who who would win. It almost it's 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 so hard because you can't put it into like I don't feel like you can put it into context of today's wrestling because nobody mm-hmm. feels that even like Roman Reigns doesn't feel that unbeatable. No, you know what I mean. Like he obviously he's, he's held the championship for three years, but his character has been presented as like he's been saved and it's like, and you don't feel like no one could be, you just feel like watching it as well, because now we have all of the backstage and all that. So you're watching it thinking they're not going to let anyone beat him back then. You're still sort of in that sort of cave. Even if you, even if you kind of have an idea that wrestling's worked, there's that part of you. It's not about, Oh, the WWF won't let anyone beat Hulk Hogan. It's like, no one can beat him, but then no one can beat Ultimate Warrior. So who's gonna, Yeah. Who's going to give. And like I say, for the two championships to be on the line as well, champion versus champion title for title. I just think that whole, you know, everything about that just all lined up and made it feel like so, for me, it felt like, you know, like uh, sort of a match of the match of the decade kind of, and we just started the decade, 1990. Mm. For a match, like there was no, and because, you know, and, and in front of 60,000 people as well. So it was a huge crowd, which you didn't like, that's probably the last, that was the last time for a long time that you had that kind of crowd. Oh, yeah. Because at pay-per-views from that point on, we didn't get another stadium show where you drew that many people. So that was, you know, it's almost like it peaked at the start of the nineties with that mm. being like such an epic. It really did. It's like to try and put it into words. It was so it felt like an epic clash of the times, Hulk Hogan on warrior. So even me only just getting into the WWF at that time, realized like the magnitude of that match and the Ultimate mm. warrior beating Hulk Hogan. Like obviously we'll get to the actual result, but to beat him was a huge, is a huge deal because mm. nobody beat Hulk Hogan and you definitely didn't beat him fair and square. It had to be like some sort of chicanery, you know, like Million Dollar Man paying, oh, yeah. paying off a crooked referee to count three when, <laughs> when he shoulders up at one. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just felt like such a huge, you know, and I, I kind of, yeah, obviously I've watched all the build up to that match retrospectively. I would have loved to have been properly into like WWF at that time watching, yeah, when that, when that came to be, 
because even for me, like you, yeah, after it happened, like just reading it, it's almost it's almost like mythical for me. Yeah. And that sounds silly, but that's how it felt like reading in the magazines and like you know, getting the spotlight magazine. It's talking about Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior teaming up before WrestleMania where they had the incident with Mr. Perfect and Genius. And just reading about it, it just felt like oh, Hogan and Warrior teaming up and having their, you know, like their miscommunication and you saw the battle in the Royal Rumble. All that stuff just felt, yeah, like it felt like such a big deal. And I think, it's, yeah, the, we don't have that now. You can have matches that you really look forward to, but that just felt like, you know, the two absolute biggest stars in wrestling that would have been kept apart because Warrior was on the rise since like 88. Yeah. And only in two years, but it felt like, you know, like he's just doing his thing away from Hulk Hogan, but he's the, he's the, like the heir apparent to Hulk Hogan. And you curse Kevin Nash for getting, was it, for his rise in such a short space of time. <laughs> Yeah, but partly, partly is because I'd seen him as Vinny Vegas. We discussed we discussed that on these episodes. It's like you've turned Vinny Vegas into a world beater within a year. And what you didn't see Dingo Warrior for you? No, like, I didn't. Oh, I didn't, and I don't think many people. <laughs> I don't think many people did see Dingo Warrior. And even then, Dingo Warrior was a champion in in world class. Mm. And then he came in, and yeah, and he rose. He came at the end of '87. Yeah, so three and, years have gone by. So, so within a year. Been. Really, yeah, and even from the beginning in WWF, he was always like, even if he weren't a big, yeah, I think he had a spot in that the first Royal Rumble in '88, and yeah. it wasn't much, yeah, it wasn't very eventful for him, but he weren't like presented as a as a nobody, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he was he was this wild man, and yeah, from eight from WrestleMania four, he's already started to, you know, he had the feud with Hercules, snapped his chain and stuff. Mm. It's like that's a bit of a rise. Then he, yeah, then he just squashed the honky tonk man, and the crowd went electric for it. And it's like from then on, it, he was on, he was on like the rocket ship mm. to the top. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that indeed. <laughs> well, people, I know you're gonna say, you know, I'm gonna go with the first match again. The first match on the show was Coco Beware versus Rick Martel. Mm. Well, I know people are gonna say, oh, well, there, there was another match. Dark match. Personally, I've never seen that. I don't no, know. I, I don't, I, I've I don't never think, seen it, so I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's ever been sort of been yeah. made available. I've never seen it. So and I, if I did say I've seen it, I'm lying. I don't want to lie. So mm. it's funny because <laughs> what I think about Rick Martel, he always had the you know, this 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 the spray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like even literally before we became one, and literally even when he's talking, I literally just wanted to hear his music again. I used to like it. <laughs> You know what? He's basically pre-feet Barbados, but just like sexual, uh, less sexual. Mm. When you think about it, yeah, the was, the was, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was just sitting back in the desk, like this guy reminds me of Barbados, just less raunchy. Maybe mm. like but again, I, it was just a nerve of him. It's like you know, he's in good shape, had the nice hair, the glasses, and everything, just very like fancy, but it's like a dick. See, that, yeah, I mean, this look he had at WrestleMania six, he changed that after a while because this yeah. was. So I, I remembered like, I first started seeing him on the Brother Love show, like hanging. Yeah, he was there in the background and just spraying the yeah. arrogance out of the. What are they called? Yeah. The atomizer. He was, yeah. he was doing that, saying he had the slick back hair, yeah. glasses, and he come out in the suit. And then obviously, once he, he'd come out with the bow tie, mm, puffy hair now. Yeah, and well, well, no, before like before that he had the puffy hair, but after yeah, before, yeah. When I first started watching him regularly, he he had the slick back hair with the bow tie and he jacket mm. as he comes down. But this is his previous look where he had the towel around him and the long yeah, yeah, like the puffy hair. So it's yeah. a different it's a different look from what I was like when I watched sort of WrestleMania six sort of 
I, I would have watched it probably at the end of uh, probably I'd, I'd imagine at start of '91. Mm. Maybe I saw it before that. It might have been I might have borrowed it. I think we may have borrowed it off a friend that had a recording of it. So I possibly saw it towards the end of 1990. But by that point, I'd already seen him in that look. You know where he's shooting with Jake the Snake. Yeah. And he's got the slick back hair. So it was yeah, it was different seeing him like that. But it was yeah, it was a. <laughs> it was a, it was a I mean, it was a good look for him. I mean he. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I I think I mean obviously a lot of people would say he's he was a very underrated talent. Like for oh. in terms of what he accomplished, like as a singles. Once once Strike Force broke up, you'd think really, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be a star. As a hit. Yeah, shame, and he, and he could have yeah he could have been a, a viable intercontinental champion or something like that. Easily, but then obviously Easily. you know at that time we didn't have lots of title changes, so Mister Perfect had that role. Otherwise, it could have been him. And just, just to give it him. just to give a very brief explanation, why Anton didn't we have a long list of champions like we do now? Why did, sorry, what was that? So I'll say just a brief explanation to the fact that obviously some people might not understand. Why is it that back in 1990, so 89, 1991, around that period, we didn't have uh, champions every two or three months compared to now, which yeah. just changes. I mean, occasionally you did, but it just it was on that time there was no it wasn't really the feeling of, oh, if you don't have a championship, you're not a star. So lots of people was like, they're never going to get the championship because they, they, the WWF felt they didn't need it. And they did keep, you know, generally belts would at least, champions would hold it for at least like probably four or five months. That's the, usually the shortest you get. Whereas in, you know, in, in later years, you would sometimes get a week reign or a month long reign. That didn't happen very often. It would happen every, occasionally. So it meant like, obviously, you, you know, uh, Mr. Perfect won it. I think from the time when he split with um, Tio Santana, Strike Force, yes. Rick Rude had just won the Intercontinental Belt off the Warrior. So obviously he's not going to, yeah, he wouldn't be getting the belt yet. Warriors won it back. So the he next up, what's and that? He wouldn't be, he wasn't going to beat him, but also no. he was done fish, wasn't it? So. Yeah. So it's like that period, like obviously Warrior. So Rude won it at WrestleMania 5. He lost it at SummerSlam. That's April, May, June, July, August. He had a four month reign. Yeah. Warrior got it back. He held it all the way back until up until WrestleMania and then vacated it. So yeah. that's the next opportunity for someone like Rick Martel to have won it. But then Mr. Perfect was in the in the picture to win it. And and you'd make if Rick Martel had won it, you said, Oh, Mr. Perfect should have yeah, like you mm. that's that's the thing. You couldn't have everybody getting it. So he just happened to be one of the people like I you could have definitely seen him being a viable intercontinental champion at that time frame. But he didn't get that. And then he kind of just he just was almost like typecast as just like just there, just one of the guys that usually like I mean he had a high profile feud with Jake the Snake. Oh yeah, in '91, like 1990, So yeah. he had, yeah, he had his, he had his most, but he was never, he never won a championship in singles after that. Yeah. But he was, yeah, he was, a, he was a really good talent. One yeah. of my, yeah, like one of the ones that we, as a family, like always used to like when he come on there. Yeah, it was like the model who was, yeah, he was a bad guy, but it's like we liked him. So when he yeah. came out, it's like ah, it's the model. You know, like we we liked his, <laughs> we liked his work. You know. This match, again, it wasn't even that long. Very, very short match. Well, I, I enjoyed I'll, it. I'll say this, though. I I remember getting the video of this, WrestleMania 6, yeah. and this might be the version a lot of people are familiar with. They cut that that match. Because there's a point like where he's going for the Boston Crab. They cut, splice it to the end, because there's a point he went for the Boston Crab and didn't get it. Mm. Or yeah, or maybe Coca got to right. There was a point like he went for it earlier in the match, and later on in the match, he got the Boston Crab. They splice it where he's going for it earlier in the match, spliced it to show when he actually put it on. So it go, the match is really quick. It wasn't as quick as that because I remember watching the actual, like, 
a, a recording of it. Yeah. And that match went longer. Okay. That, fair that's enough. something that stu- stood out yeah. to me when I watched the, remember watching the tape, yeah, back in the day when, mm. when finally bought it on VHS, the actual cassette, like the, the Silver Vision release. And mm. it was like, hey, they cut it. <laughs> and if you know, yeah, if you know what you're looking for, you can see they just flick, they cut the camera mm. angle. And from him going for it to being putting him in it, mm. they cheated there. They cheated us out of a Coco Beware Rick Martel full length match. So you, you were basically like the early video bloopers. You you basically you kind of see. I did, yeah. I mean, you you pick up on stuff like that, and I I remember picking up on that quite early on. So mm. it wasn't as short as as the what we, what we saw. Yeah, it's what like, and probably yeah, maybe even the, the version uh, version that's on the network now will possibly have that. Yeah, like the the home video. It probably wasn't. It was like um, they used to cut those tapes. They used to cut the matches a lot for tape. Yeah. So if you'd have watched the actual pay-per-view version and then you bought the video, because they cut lots sometimes. They just really like splice stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. leave leave things off. Just um, WCW was worse for it. If you've got like the old WCW VHSs, they cut like tons of matches out. They didn't just cut them down. They cut like you'd get you'd get loads of matches missing. But WWF tended to keep all the matches in, but just cut, you know, like splice them, yeah, and condense the match. Well, would you have said that uh, Coco deserved to win, or like no? <laughs> no, I mean I always liked Coco Beware. No, I know, but he's another one that I felt like, yeah, yeah, I mean he was he was very much typecast, you know, like he was the what they they call it, like jobber to the stars. He was the one that oh, would, yeah. would lose to the yeah, you know, like anyone debuts, they get Coco yeah. Beware on a pay per view, or they get him on a. Yeah, like a superstars or a Saturday Night's match, something to like. He's their warm up kind of. He's the established one. Like Mounty had him in Royal Rumble '91. It'd either be him or Tito Santana. Would normally be the guy. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter, Coco be around on Saturday Night's main event not long after he rejoined. It's yeah. they were the guys that would. It's almost like they're established these new, new hills. They were the baby faces that would lose to them in their first big matches. So Coco was kind of typecast in that role. He was always, yeah, you know, he, he put on a good show. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was, yeah. And he was still massively popular, but you knew he weren't going to win. Yeah. So, no, nah, I think well, even by that point, he'd fallen into that sort of position that they they put him in, where he's kind mm. of the guy to that people beat. So he's well, not, least, not going to win on pay-per-view. At least Martel can, well, again, I was going to say, at least he can claim WrestleMania. I was going to say, has he, had, has he had more than, I know he had the, uh, he had one in five. He had he four. Was, they, he, they won the tag team bout. Five. Uh, they they lost the tag team belts at four. Four. Um, they won. It was Canam Connection with Tom Zenk at three. That's it. Yeah. So they won that match. They lost the tag team belts to Demolition at four. Yeah. Up with Tito Santana at five when they lost five. The Masters. Then That's at it, six, yeah. he lost to Coco Beware. Seven. Seven. He lost to Jake the Snake. And then eight, he lost to Tatanka. Yeah. And I think he was supposed to be at ten in an eight ma- in a ten man tag, but it got scrapped. So he had quite a few WrestleManias. Yeah. It's funny because, like, again, I know people that say, mate, it's WrestleMania. It's like, okay, yeah, I know. But again, we're going through it. For me, it's like, you forget how long he's actually been about. Obviously, I know he's, mm. he's around in AWA and everything. Yeah. I didn't realize, like, he was tagged was at Tony Guerrero. Day. I feel like, back I, I yeah, going, going way yeah. back. Yeah. In the I, earlier I, WWF days yeah. as a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he, yeah. I knew he'd been around, but I didn't realize he'd been around for that long. Mm. So, like, when I, when I saw him, obviously, in WWE 94, 95, 96, he was 97, 98. Like, mate, he was kind of he was done. Oh, he, he, yeah, he, he, he had he had his career already. <laughs> yeah. it was like a, it was almost like a resurgence. Yeah, because he even returned to the, like he took a break from WWF in 92. Yeah, and then came back towards the end of 93. 
and mm. and stayed for for about yeah almost a year or not even I don't mm. even think he made it like a no, year no. and then he was it, yeah it was WWE ninety four was there ninety four so it, was he I don't think no nah. uh, no 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 ninety five ninety five ninety five sorry he's there ninety five I don't think it was ninety five I think it was ninety seven ninety eight I thought it was there ninety five I don't think I, so I, I, I'm sure again I could be wrong people. But I'm thinking I saw him like WWE um, Saturday Night and everything. So I, yeah, I, I mean, he might have done some appearances. I know he he did that run where he had like the matches with Booker T and Perry Saturn. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. And that, that, was that was like 98. 98. Yeah, 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 97, yeah. 98. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't think he was there before then, but he could have been. He could have done okay. some odd matches. Hmm. So again, people, you're gonna say, "Well, it's Rick Martel." Yes, Rick, Rick, Rick Martel won. It's, it's now it's now the Rick Martel episode. <laughs> It's not. We, Next match. We're rechristening it. <laughs> Next match, we had the tag team title, the WBF tag team title match, uh, the Colossal Connection. So, Andre the Giant and King Haku, which people keep forgetting. It was just Haku at this point. He'd lost I'm his crown. He'd lost, he, he'd, I, I he'd know, lost his crown. I know, I know, but still, okay, fine, okay. Haku, Haku. I'm surprised you didn't call him Meng. I was going to call him Meng. I, I know you were. <laughs> That's why I said King Haku, because I was like, no. That's, that's your compromise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll call him Haku, but I'm adding King. It's funny because I forget, again, I love history, but it's like, I forget that Andre was actually a tag team champion. I mm. forgot. And he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It's like, yeah, he was. Yeah. But Andre Giant, um, Haku versus Demolition. To be honest, again, I, I, again, at this point, Andre Giant was in a bad way. Mm. And again, you know, um, listening to shoots and everything and listening to reading quite a few books, they said Andre could barely walk and everything. I give him credit. It's like, you know, for a guy who couldn't do much, I know Bret Hart said he loved that kind of spot where it's like you'd, you'd get kicked or something onto the ropes and he was like, he'd get his arms twisted so you can't move and everything. Yeah, he, he re- that was a regular spot for him, getting caught up in the yeah. ropes. But for the match itself, really good. And to be honest, when Demolition came out, it was like the crowd was going crazy. I was like, I think, okay, I know mm. Demolition was big, but I didn't think they were that big. It's like, damn, okay. Oh, they, they were. That's the thing. I think they that's kind of got lost in, you know, in time. But they they were massively popular, Hugely huge popular. Oh, they'd all yeah, awesome music. They they were such. Actually, a... Oh no, it was awesome music unless you listen to the the, the oh the dubbed the thing. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Like, what song is this? I don't nah. know. This one. Nah, the, pro- the proper the Rick Derringer. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That. Go on, Anton, sing it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna say, oh, what kind of song are you singing, mate? It was the late early late uh, late eighties early 90s. Back then, but, music was good. Uh, it was good, and that's the thing. I mean, it really fit them. You know, when they came out, it just had that aura like, dun, 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 dun. here comes the X, and here comes the Smasher. And they're just walking down to like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, the, the outfits they wore. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I didn't know nothing about, like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I knew nothing I... about all of that in 1990, so I just, yeah. You were innocent. I don't, mate, I don't know much sure. about it now, but yeah, no, I know of it. I. I know of neither, it. Neither do I, but I'm sure back then people those were thinking, what the heck they were, mate? I'm, I bet <laughs> people were. I mean, we, you, people just thought that they, yeah, they looked so like, you know, they came out there, the, the, I mean, crazy, yeah. the mask on it, the mask on it. Yeah, the face paint and stuff like that. They just, they just, they were really like massively popular tag team. They really felt like a big deal. Like, you know, mm. they was, everyone said they're like Road Warrior ripoffs, but they made like, you know, because WWF, made them like their their big like top tag team from quite a while say like at least from 88 to like for two years they were the the top tag team and then it just dropped but like they could have yeah it feels like they had a longer run than they did 
Yeah. Because they, yeah, from that time when they beat the beat Strike Force, when they lost to, to Heart Foundation. So, like, they'd had three title reigns in that time. One of yeah, them was the longest title reign. Yeah. Like, they lost the belts to the Brainbusters, won them back quite quite soon after, and then they lost them to Andre and Haku. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, once, once, once they brought in Crush and... It just yeah, it sort of like they walked down and just, yeah, Legion of Doom, Road Warriors came in. So it's like, okay, they, they were almost like cast aside. But at this point, this is right, yeah, right before that, they were massive. You know, they, everyone like looks, Demolition was the top. You know, Heart Foundation was my favorite tag team, but you, you know, you could argue Demolition was the top tag team of that, that time period. Mm. Well, you know what? I was going to say again, because I know you said about them being a ripoff of, you know, Legion of Doom. Warriors, but would you again? Would you say at the time that they were, or was that no? It's like okay, Warriors is their own team and Demolition is their own team. It's like they're two separate teams. Yeah, at I mean, you could, you could definitely at see the time. influence there, and because I mean, the thing is, the Road Warriors took some of their like look from was it Mad Max? Yeah, it was. Whereas Demolition took from Mad Max, but a different part of it because that's the yeah. like the Lord Humongous sort of look, isn't it, with the straps and stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, you could definitely say that. Yeah, they they probably were born out of the idea of oh, that's taken off with the with the Road Warriors. Let's create, but it's not like okay, so any. I don't. They wouldn't have been the first. Like Road Warriors weren't the first wrestlers to ever wear face paint either. So no. You can argue that you know, like it's there were more. Yeah, I definitely. I don't think you could argue that. Oh, now they they was completely independent of the Road Warriors. No. I expect WWF did think let's create our version of it or whoever, yeah, whoever came up with the gimmick. Mm. Let, let's come up with it. Yeah, but they weren't, I don't think they were the most blatant version. No. That was a pain with the, the most blatant. <laughs> yeah. Because they had their look and everything, like yeah. literally their haircuts, their their the gear. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything about that was, that was, that's what you call a, a blatant ripoff, like complete, mm. took their look completely. Um, you know, Ultimate Warrior and Sting had done the Blade Runners or Freedom Fighters. Mm. Yeah, they 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 taken the uh, elements of that, especially whenever in UWF you've seen them like with the black. Yeah, that's that was uh you know definite influence. Demolition, obviously face paint, totally like them. Yeah, but I think they did a they had a they had a different kind of style to them as well because they weren't as uh, yeah whereas like Road Wars would just come out and just roughhouse but come straight. They were they were like great. They were brawlers, but they had a is a little bit more. Little something different to them as well, I think, in the way that they worked. Mm. Like they yeah, Road Warriors were more just like just straight up kicker. They were like badass. They had that that aura about them. But I think they mm. made yeah, if they, if they they were influenced by them for sure. But they made their own mark. Is how I feel. And WWF could have kept instead of making them feel like yeah, they we got the real thing now. <laughs> you know, like now we cast them aside. Mm. But you know, obviously, Axe wasn't in the best of health when that time came. No, yeah, the, the is it? Yeah, angina, angina, something like that. Yeah, they thought he had heart like issues. Yeah. So obviously, that's why Crush was there. And and it's no disrespect to Crush, but you've you've taken away the, like the, the established team by putting yeah. Crush in its place. It don't feel the same way as it. Anyone who'd been following, yeah, knew like it would have felt like a big deal with the Road Warriors Legion Doom coming in. Mm. And it's like demolition already here, and they're massive, they're dominant, they're dangerous. You know, like them fighting the, the Legion of Doom. Feels like a again a clash of the titans type situation, mm. and that's and that's how I saw it as well when it first happened. But 
we just didn't get like the delivery of that because it was it was becoming watered down and it just didn't really take place on a grand scale like grand scale mm. that's how i felt about it but i think yeah i think demolition were massive they've kind of been almost forgotten in a way and it's and just like you know being cast aside as how oh, they were road warrior ripoffs because Shameful. wwf yeah obviously there was issues like legal issues with axe yeah stuff like that so the demolition name you know was caught up in like trademark issues and stuff like that so that's part of why they've just been ignored in a way yeah. and that yeah that damages their legacy as well because wwf aren't for a long time i think it was the new day that finally cracked it but they they were the longest reigning tag team champs weren't they yeah they were for a long mm. long time but it was never really like mentioned never made a big thing of nope so yeah i i, I feel like they they were one of wwf's best tag teams Really, for me, like, uh, yeah, obviously, that's when I first started watching it, and I started watching it just as they're kind of starting to wind it down. But again, if you look back at old tapes, that's like you can see how going through like the Survivor Series, Survivor Series, eight, Survivor Series Ooh. 88, yeah, when they turned face, the reaction they got there, and just mm. yeah, the crowd would just go, yeah, when their music hit, it was a big deal. People jumped up, you see them in the Royal Rumbles and stuff like that when they, they faced off against each other, Royal Rumble 89, mm. that was a moment as well. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah. That was that was, and WrestleMania six was an example of that, like their popularity. Mm. And that, yeah, never the first. I mean, they weren't the first. Were they the first team to to win it three times? I don't know if they were the first. You know what? Like, I, I, mean, I don't want to say they were because I know someone's going to say it might be like Mr. Fuji and his his partner. I think it was. To, yeah, I think it might have been. But that, yeah, because Gorilla Monsoon mentioned on commentary about like to free Pete. Yeah, that was very rare to hold a title three times. Join mm. join that era. Nowadays, it's like yeah, six, seven, <laughs> eight. Tara, but back then, to hold something, hold a championship three times, true, was big. Was big. So it's like that's them going for a free peat against Andre and Haku. You know, you see in this match that like for you, did you think like Demolition was, was going to win, or was it a thing of you kind of knew that okay, you know, Haku, Haku and Andre, it was likely to lose a tag belt, so it's like yeah, Demolition, they've got no chance. Because again, like I said, mm. Andre's Andre and Haku still, yeah. I, I still think at this time, he still has something about him. There was still something about him. So it's like, yeah, maybe. I, I think it was Andre that was the big threat. There. I mean, Haku tended not to yeah. win big matches no. at that point. Like, yeah, well, Herc- Hercules beat him at WrestleMania 5. The Warrior was, was I know it's Warrior, but like, yeah, pretty much whenever you see Haku at this point in a, in mm. a big match, he lost. So I didn't, on his own. No, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> but but it, Andre the Giant was always like a massive threat. Yeah. So the fact that Andre's in this match, like, yeah, that's 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 a danger for Demolition. But at the same time, Demolition were badasses and they were a tag team. So, you know, you you still saw it like a, like I say like a challenge for them because it's Andre the Giant for one, and Andre's not easy to beat. I, I at this time I was still you know like the arcade game. They oh, made yeah. him, they made him true to life in there. You couldn't be <laughs> Andre the Giant was so hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I know he'd lost to Hogan, and I, um, I don't think I'd seen a, I hadn't seen Warrior beat him. I'd seen a videotape where, like, the outright, I think he beat him by a count out or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I may have actually seen Andre pinned by the Warrior, but that had been it. Hogan and Warrior. So yeah, I mean, it it definitely felt like a big challenge for them because it. It's Andre the Giant, but it also felt like I could see them. Yeah, you know, it, it'd be a an obstacle, but one they could overcome. It was just going to be hard for them. You know, match wise, I I actually liked it. 
I, I mean, I actually liked it. And to be fair, Haku did give a good account of himself. Oh, he <laughs> did. He took him on. Yeah, he practically <laughs> took him on two on one. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you had Big Andre himself, like I said. Every now and then he'd take a little cheap shot, but he never tagged in, did he, at any point? No. No. That's why it makes me laugh. It's like, we obviously, like you said, obviously, Haku's basically like the, not the odd one out, basically, he's like the weak link. But really, in this match, if you knew nothing, if you knew nothing about Haku and watched this, mm. you think Andre is basically this lazy, big, fat guy. Mm. And this this Haku guy, he's like a, a you know, he's a warbeater. And that's kind of how, I mean, obviously, I knew of Andre the Giant, but that's kind of how that match came across to me as well. Because like, yeah. Haku's just taking him on. I was like, yeah. oh, it's like him. And then, you know, but also, I'd seen, you know, I'd seen by this point him on like primetime wrestling or superstars lose a lot. Mm. So, yeah, but yeah, without, without that sort of context, just looking at it, like the way he was presented in that match, he, he, he put on a hell of a show. Cause I'll, I'll be honest, when I watched it, I was like, damn, how cool, man, you're doing well. Mm. I was, again, obviously I knew Andre, but I didn't know the extent of how bad he was at the time. Obviously not. No. But, um, I was thinking, damn, how cool. It's like, you're probably taking them both from by, by yourself, by, by yourself practically. Mm. But again, 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 it's, it's weird because if they had actually pinned Andre, that would I think that would be more of a big deal. But again, like you said, Andre wasn't Andre of old, so it's, it's like it's a big deal. But it, uh, yeah, it would have been a big deal for them to do. It, but I think also they they kind of wanted this to be a bit of an Andre Swan song, didn't they? Yeah. So it's like he, you know, he doesn't get pinned. Haku accidentally kicks him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like it's Haku's kind of like you know messed up, and then Bobby Heenan's going to blame Andre for the loss. And he's like, he kicked, he kicked me. And then, and then he, <laughs> then he slaps Andre, and then Andre gets angry, yeah, and gives Bobby Bobby a paintbrush, and the crowd the crowd went nuts, mm. and yeah, and he got to go out like on the cart, like you know, sort of putting his yeah. hand up and everyone cheering him. So it's like I don't, yeah, I think if he'd got pinned, they didn't want, want that. To they, they didn't want him to get pinned. Like yeah, this is like without him winning, this is him sort of you know like going out mm. a hero True. kind of thing. The next match, your boy, Mr. Earth, well, I was say Hercules there. Hercules and Earthquake. Again, from what I saw, short and sweet, Earthquake mm. one anyway. Yeah. And again, it's a weird one because I actually do think Hercules was good. I actually liked him. Mm. I liked Hercules. He was, yeah, he was yeah. he was like one of my especially I mean, when I first started watching it regularly, it was Power and Glory was the tag team, and mm. I thought they were brilliant. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome tag team. Like I I really, yeah, feel that that's 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 a lost gem that we could have had, you know. With power and glory, yeah. Like the fact that we only got like a yeah, probably about a year of them, and then they were just cast aside. I'll be honest, it's one of those things where I looked at Hercules and I was like, You had the look work wise, you're you know, decent oh, for his decent work rate, work, work rate, work rate. Sorry, but I was like, Hmm, what happened to him? I didn't realize he passed away like 2004. Yeah, I didn't realize because I, I kept thinking, Where is he? Like, where is he? Where is he? It's like, mm, oh, He's passed no. away, yeah. He, and, he and, just... and, and, he was young as well, like 47? Mm. Oh, younger younger was than that, wasn't he? Not 47. Was, See? I thought, was that if it was 47? It may have been. Wrong, but... Maybe. maybe uh, Let me I check mean, out, actually. Uh, yeah, I was right, 47. Yeah, okay. He was older than I, yeah, I realised. I mean, that, yeah. that's another... 56, died 04. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose oh. at that point, he'd, yeah, he'd been out of the, the game for over 10 years. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I liked I liked Hercules a lot. And I, like I said, I think as a, in that tag team with Paul Roman was... Was great, oh, yeah. use, great use for him, but mm. he, yeah, I, I I really liked Hercules. I mean, at this point, he was he was still becoming a bit like the Coco Beware Tito Santana role, where he's used mm. to get over like the the top hills, like the hills come mm. in, and and he's like a, an established guy who's a name, you know, in 
but they can beat and then look strong. Mm. Uh, there was a point where he was going to go because he used to use the torture rack as a finisher. Yeah, let's call it the backbreaker, and he was going to go for that on Earthquake. <laughs> I <laughs> have done that. Oh bless him! <laughs> and again, we forget Earthquake looked like an old man, but he was a what, a man in his twenties at the time. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, probably mid twenties, maybe. Yeah, late twenties, yeah. Looked like an old man, but boy, <laughs> bless him. You know what? Again, going from Earthquake to Hercules, this next match, I can honestly say, people may say, oh, it wasn't the best match to card. I actually like this match. Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus <laughs> Mr. Brown. I actually like the match. I liked it. I mean, I, the thing, for, the I thing is... For, again, maybe the crowd did it. Maybe the crowd did it. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, for me, like, I, I, I look at it through, like, you know, like, nostalgic eyes. Yeah. So for me, I like, like I can't... Oh, it's, it's a, I, I think it's a great WrestleMania just because, I, yeah, like, it's so nostalgic to me. Mm. and sentimental so every you know and, and those stars meant something you know so it's like it don't if you judge it by you know the standards they of wrestling yeah say all the moves or whatever it's like but it and, and a lot of lot of wrestling even today really still is the case but especially then it's like it's not what you do it's you they need they don't care about what you do they care about you yeah. they cared about these wrestlers so it didn't matter what type of moves they were doing the fact is you cared about them so you care you know it, it, it drew you in it was in, they had star power and mm. that was what was you know engrossing about watching them so um, yeah it's this wasn't this wasn't one of my favorite um matches of respect but it's still it's still a good match you know, yeah, oh, no, like, I liked it. Not a match that like i enjoyed at the time and i could yeah, yeah i could probably still watch it now but again i'd be watching through nostalgic eyes so yeah I I, that's true mm. i think the, <laughs> and if you're gonna say oh you know why him his theme I used to, yeah. I mean, I thought it was so cheesy, but it's so good. It was good. Yeah, I used to. I mean, I get like a lot of. I'm going to be quite redundant with this point, but I started watching like after the WrestleMania six. I started watching when he had his boating accident, so he was off TV. But I'd see him retrospectively, like on videotapes and stuff, and he felt, yeah, again, he felt like a big deal. He was Hulk Hogan's buddy on screen as well as off. Yeah. So, you know, like he teamed up with him at SummerSlam 89 and stuff like that. And he was, a, he was a big deal. And it was, yeah, the fact that he would cut people's hair was a very oh, yeah, big yeah. selling point. You know, like back then, a lot of wrestlers, they had this unique, pre, like post-match, mm. sort of, yeah, something that they did that was distinctive. So Brutus would cut people's hair. Jake the Snake would put a snake on you. Mm. Teddy Biotti would stuff like the dollar bill in your mouth. Yep. Uh, big Boss Man would handcuff you to the ropes. Rick Rude would kiss a woman. <laughs> the rude awakening. It's yeah. like, you know, like these things were people's like trademarks. And he yeah. had the haircut, which was, yeah, it was a big, big thing. So it was something that, that you know, oh, when he wins, he's going to cut someone's hair. I'll be honest, in this match, I can honestly say, Mr. Perfect, he looked massive. Mm. He looked, again, oh, whoa, he's taking steroids. Oh, shut up, people. Shut up. Because <laughs> again, you can take steroids, but you know what? It's a boost. It's a boost. But I would say Mr. Perfect, he looked jacked. I was like, damn, he looked big. And he's up against well, Beefcake, so that's yeah, yeah. Beefcake jacked as well. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And for me, I love Mr. Perfect. Said I know Anton's. I know Anton may say he oversold sometimes, which he did. No, I won't complain but, about it. I like I used to. That used to be his. That's one of the things that made his matches. Yeah. Memorable. Well, would you say that he was as good a seller as Ricky Steamboat, or no? It was different. He was a bit more cartoony because sometimes it yeah. did feel like, okay, he's way oversold that in a sense, yeah. like that sent him spawn over the ropes, but it was part of, yeah, it was part of the package that made him entertaining. 
Mm. So yeah, again, nostalgic eyes. I don't complain. Like he wasn't. He was a big, like one of the big oversellers, but it weren't like a a thing that you that annoyed me. But you see, the thing is though, and I can admit this, even though he used to oversell, I still thought Mr. Perfect was tough. As much hmm. as I like Steamboat, I never thought Steamboat was tough. No, so the thing is, Steamboat was more realistic. Yeah, but it also yeah it did make him it did make him Listen. look weaker than you know the superheroes of the day. But yeah, at the same time, I mean, Mister Perfect was like a pinball. Sometimes you could just like, oh, yeah. fly out the corner, he'd fly over the ropes. It's like people would just be knocking him silly. So mm. that yeah, but it was entertaining. Yeah, I'm gonna say remind me who, who won this match again. I actually forgot. <laughs> Brewers. He he ended. He, he's the first one to beat Mister Perfect on TV. Oh, yeah, like on pay per view. Yeah. So he, he like he ended the perfect record with a slingshot, uh, yeah. slingshot into the corner, which was a, a similar to how Texas Tornado beat him at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, that he That's like true, he yeah. used a slingshot and just knocked him out. You know, like the yeah. slingshot, the catapult slingshot into the yeah. post, and he was knocked out and he got the pin. Because mm. he was, he had, yeah, he was, he was. Because did, did, didn't he cut um the genius's hair? Is that, is that this one I'm thinking of or something else? Yeah, he did it again. Yeah, he did it. After like uh, that's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. He cut the genius's hair again, so he done it at yeah. Royal Rumble ninety. That's and, it. Right, then, yeah, that's... then he started cutting his hair again. Yeah, because I, I kept thinking, what did I seen? I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's this one again. People, yeah. I'm going, I'm going off my own memory. I'm going off my own memory, here, so I'm trying to remember. But um, surprisingly, he's like, I know the match for Kamara really one. So yeah, <laughs> but no, again, for some reason, I, I, people are gonna say, again, like I said, I love this match. I don't know what it was. I just love Brutus Beefcake and this perfect match. And funny enough, the genius. In his own way, it was funny. In his own way, stupid, but yeah, you know what mm. I mean. But the next match, yeah, didn't he? I again, think he tried. He tried to run off with Brutus's clippers. That's it. Yeah, he and, did. And then Bruce brought him back and gave him there. Yeah. Like he's trying to avoid Mr. Perfect getting his haircut, and he ends up getting his yeah. haircut. Oh, simple fool. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like didn't you learn the first time? <laughs> Let's. To me, it's. it's uh, but again, he's your buddy, so you won't let your buddy get his hair cut. But it's like, yeah. mate, I, I got my hair cut. Why don't you, why don't you, you know, take one for me? But this person's like, nope. So yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> but again, like I say, good match. I liked it. Mm. I think the next match, I, it was a weird one. Because like I said, I didn't really know the backstory behind it until I saw Bad News Brown, is it ba- mm. Bad News Brown? Bad, uh, Bad News Brown's shoot years, years later. So I, I didn't really kind of know the back behind it. I remember that perfect, the perfect uh, Roddy Piper doing his interview, half black, half face, white face. I'm like, huh? I, yeah. I didn't really get it. I mean, I, I didn't really get it. It was, all. yeah. I mean, even for the time, it was a bit like strange. But you didn't, I, yeah. There was nothing really made of it as a, no. of, yeah. On, on um, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was one of those. It, it was a. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's it? Sorry. <laughs> You've done too much. Let's look for my first. Oh gosh. So yeah, yeah. No, I, like I, said, I mean, yeah. I think this has been this is something that's cut out now on on the release, isn't it? No, I think this. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't care about it. I don't, again, I I didn't really see it as a racial thing. I didn't think of anything of it. But I think maybe because bad news, maybe because now it's like, well, it's a racial thing. But at the time, mm. again, for you, and even you watch, even you as an even you as an adult now, I still don't know. I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know what it is. It's like even you know, again the promo thing. It's like I don't get that because bad news Brown doesn't talk like that, so I don't, I don't get that. Then half black face, half white face, like I don't get it. Like I said, I, I don't get it. So, but the match itself was nothing. It was a nothing match, really. It, yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a yeah, 
Like it was it was a grudge match from Royal Rumble where Bad News yeah. pulled like Roddy Piper eliminated Bad News Brown and Bad News Bad News Brown pulled him over. Yeah. And caused Piper to be eliminated and they brought to the back. So it was like a yeah, and I think they'd had like some build up where um Bad News was like talking about him wearing a skirt and stuff like that and getting mm. into, into brawls. And there and there were I mean that's the thing, that thing with the you know, half black, half yeah, the half black paint. Yeah. He done it. He actually did like um, you know, in the build-ups they would have those like you know the promos like for the yeah. event center and stuff like that. He'd done one where his face was painted half black. So he'd already kind of referenced that. Okay. On on like yeah, he hadn't done the whole body, so it weren't yeah. like that's the first time he actually did it. In the run-up to it as well, there was a, like one of those yeah with the WrestleMania background, like a uh, green screen type thing. That but, but the thing is, there. me again, me as a as a black man, I didn't really find it. That offensive again, like I said, I'm trying to see where it was so offensive. I know bad news took it so bad. So I was like, why? I, I don't get it. Mm. But again, the premise of the the premise of the grudge is what they you got um the elimination from the rumble and then just from there. Like I said, I, I said really I don't I didn't really in the background of this match. So to me, it's like eh, okay, they had the match, it was kind of like a nothing match. Both was basically so I thought it was a DQ, but obviously it was a double counter. Double they, yeah. just, they just brought to the back of it, and that was it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I mean, Bad News Brown rarely got beat. No. But then he re- yeah. rarely won either. <laughs> so like most, of, <laughs> most of his matches were like either a count out loss, he'd walk away, or like double double count out, double DQ, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan at WrestleMania 5. Well, listening to his shoot, it's like, well, listening to his shoot, it's like he's, he, he was a tough nut. Oh, yeah. I I, yeah, I he was, he was, yeah, he's regarded as a, as a tough guy. Didn't he talk about how, I think, again, I know I'm going off, but I'll go back on again. I think um, on the shoot that you gave me, the two shoots, the RF video shoot, I think he talked about he was facing, was it Macho Man? Mm. And then Macho Man was like, you know, going crazy, you know, he's like, yeah, brother, like, literally he said he was high on coke. And he said he was basically kicking him in the throat sort of thing to the point where he said he got some man was beating him down, beating him, beating him, beating him. And he said he's he ready, he basically went, went he went to the back and he just said he was ready for Macho Man basically to come fight. And Macho was like, thanks, brother, thanks. Like, you know, he's half dead. Okay, yeah, cool. But to be fair, <laughs> again, I know, he, I know they say, you know, don't judge his book by his cover. He looks like he's something, but I didn't think he was that. Oh, no, but he was he was actually judo. Like, he oh, yeah, judo, judoka. He had, yeah, he had some serious it, credentials. Bronze, it? Yeah, he had some serious credentials behind him. So he, were, he weren't someone to mess with. He was known as... Because <laughs> I think there's even talk of him, like, calling out Andre the Giant, like, in Japan yeah. or something like that, and Andre yeah. didn't, didn't take him on. So it's like he's known as a... You know, like, he, he had a rep. Yeah. Like, yeah, he had some serious credentials. I will say this though. I know it's like a, again, I know he's passed away and everything, but the RF video shoot for Bad News Brown is good. It's funny. I admit. You, Granton? Mm, yeah. So if, if you're going to watch it, give it a listen. Next match, again, my favorite tag team, the Heart Foundation. Mate, this is, I, I literally blinked and it was done. <laughs> <laughs> I blinked. <laughs> so again, I, I, I don't want to mess up the name. Bolsheviks. Literally, what was it? They were doing their little... Yeah, the Soviet National Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> literally get knocked, basically get... was it? What was it? 10 seconds? 30 seconds? How long was it? I don't know. I don't know if they ever announced it, but it was a flash. It was a flash. Yeah. Win. Like, they literally, yeah, they were singing, get jumped, and straight away, like, yeah, give a, Anvil gave him a couple of clubs, yeah. and then he lifted him up for the, the heart attack. And you know what? Again, you forget they're from Canada, but my gosh, the crowd was nuts. Yeah. Nuts! And I've heard this, that's probably the longest I've, I actually ever heard the Heart Foundation theme. Yeah. Because I was in the rap for so long. And I've heard it before, but it's like for on camera, it's like, damn, this is long. Mm. And again, bless you, Brett. I love you, Brett. You, you know, you're my first name. But I know you were annoyed that you didn't get a longer match. Mate, you're saying you got paid, what, 15 grand? 
15, was it 15 or 20 grand in that? In 1990, mate, be happy, go home, man. <laughs> but again, like you said, Brett was, uh, Brett uh, prides himself on being the best and, you know, he wants, you know, those kind of matches. So, fair do. But I'm sure Jim yeah, was happy. I don't know about you. Yeah, from a, from a fan point of view, like I didn't see it as a as a bad thing. Like, oh, uh, yeah, you because know, again, you didn't sit there sort of critiquing and oh, like yeah. it's, a, it's a like it's a squash. It's this. It's like literally, it's them getting one up on the Bolsheviks. Yeah, you know that that's the thing, and it's like, oh my god, they beat them that quick. It's like that's that's what you get. Rather back then, you would look at it through those eyes. You know, it's like the um, the expression that the half glass full or half empty. It's like, yeah. so how do you want to look at it? Do you want to be like, wow, they beat them so quick? Like, oh, look, it was a squad. It's just like you choose to, we nowadays choose to like critique everything and mm. find a negative in it. Whereas as a fan, just watching that, it was like, oh my God. like it, it was exciting. The same as like, oh, we're squashing Honky Tonk Man, SummerSlam 88. Mm. Oh, these but, days. It'll be close uh, yeah. these days. But they, but they were like, they didn't happen all the time. But when it happened, it was like, Whoa. like yeah, and that's, that's a big thing for the crowd because you don't expect it. And it's like, mm. oh my God, it's over. Just like, you know, like that's the, that we weren't sitting there thinking, oh, a Honky Tonk Man should have had a longer match. He shouldn't have lost it under those circumstances. He needs at least 50. You know, like, oh, that's a rubbish title match. It's like, that's the moment. It was a moment. And those type of things, you know, like, even, like, even Goldberg squashes and stuff like that back in the oh, day. Yeah. Like, people loved them. Yeah. I don't think, you know, like, it's always, oh, like, you can never have it. In, in the real world, in UFC or in boxing, in real combat sport, you get flash wins. Tyson knocks yeah. people out like in seconds sometimes. In the UFC, you've seen someone come around, boom, one flying knee, bam, it's over. Yeah. Chuck Liddell, TOGs. Yeah. It happens. It don't happen all the time. You know, sometimes, no. you know, usually, usually you expect to get past the first round on UFC or <laughs> boxing, but it does, it does happen. And that's the reality of it. So for it to happen in wrestling sometimes, there you go. It's reality and, it, and it's exciting. So and, I, I look at it like that. When we have those moments, they're excitement. And like you said, if every match, not a bad way, if every match is 10, 15, 20 minutes, then you know it's fixed. Mm. It sounds bad, but it's like, people say, oh, wrestling should be this. No, because if you're telling me, if you're basically telling me that wrestling should be presented as if it's real, not every match should be half an hour, 20, 25 no, minutes. It's going it's to happen like it's, that sometimes. Yeah. It, yeah, it adds to the real, I mean, the example of like Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, when they had yeah, that match yeah. and Goldberg squashed him, like, yeah, nobody expected that. But nope. it, it made it such a memorable match. It was a better match for that reason than them going 15 minutes that time. True. And even their rematch like was a nice snappy one. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, sometimes it doesn't need to go for the sake of it. And, and in those cases, sometimes it is good to have that flash thing because let's say it just it's something you didn't expect, which adds to, yeah, otherwise it's the same, same, same. It's something you didn't mm. expect. And it does a, a little element of realism. I mean, yeah, and it's just it, let's say it's it's something different. I think that yeah, they probably did it because of time constraints, but it made it a moment, you know, and it was talked about, like the flash win that the half a day should go yeah. over the Bolsheviks. And again, the crowd, again, I think uh, Jim Quan, Jim Quanet said, that's not Jim Quanet, I apologise. Sorry, Jimmy. Jim Russell said it, Stone Cold has said it, and even Al Stone said it. At the end of the day, send the people home happy. Mm. The crowd went nuts, mate, they were happy, I was happy, Anton's happy, mate, it's, it's and, all good. And they still had Hogan Warrior to come, so it's like, yeah, yeah no, no one was crying. yeah. But, but I mean to say that, like from Bret Hart's point of view, you can like as an artist. No, no, okay, I get that. Somebody, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying as a fan, nothing wrong with that match at all. Like oh, yeah. doing that, that as a as a fan watching it back in in 1990, like that that wasn't a disappointment at all. You know what I said to him? If you feel I, that strongly about it, give that 20k back and say Vince, 
give me five thousand dollars and put me in a twenty-minute match. I bet and, you. And to be fair, I don't think we'd have had an ex. Yeah, it would have been an okay match, but the Bolsheviks, no disrespect, they weren't the best tag yeah. team. So it weren't like it's going to be an absolute awesome match to watch the Heart Foundation versus the Bolsheviks. It's been an okay match. So really, that was better than us. Yeah, like obviously, Heart Foundation versus the Rockers, Heart Foundation versus Demolition. Certain yeah. teams, yeah, you want a, a, you know a, a longer match from them. But yeah. yeah, you weren't going to get an absolute. I think you got a better match for that point. Yeah, you know, from that point of view, with them doing the squash than having a, a back and forth ten minute match. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it would have been okay. I'm not saying it would have been, uh, the, the, you know, rubbish, but it wouldn't have been the best. So in yeah. a way, it gave us something more memorable than just having a standard match because they had a rematch like on yeah. TV afterwards, and it well, yeah, it was yeah. an okay match. But I think that was more memorable. Mm. Next, people, we have. Unfortunately, at this period, even though he meant something before, WWE's favorite job loser, Tio Santana versus the Barbarian. And bless you, Tio, your former Intercontinental Champion. Is it the first two time Intercontinental Champion? If I remember. Nah, uh, was he? He may. Have. Um... I think he was. I think he was. I know back then my history was quite good when it comes to wrestling back then, but I'd like to believe he was the first two time. Was it Greg Dammer? Yeah, Valentine, I think, also is possibly. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right, actually. Hmm. Um, actually, no, he was because he had the green one and then he had the, the yeah, that we, we, we need to have, yeah, when he lost to Randy Savage. Hmm. And Barbarian again, this match was so short with the Barbarian. I'll be honest, I remember it, but it was it was so quick, it was like boop, nothing, mm. it was a nothing match, but again, it was, Barbarian yeah. Won. And it's, a, and it's a bit, it's a bit strong. I mean, again, this is an example of like Santana being used to, uh, you know, set up. Obviously, Barbarian had been around, but he'd been in the tag team with the powers of pain. Mm. So they're breaking him off and trying to give him a big singles push. Although I mm. often, I like looking back, I think it's a bit odd that they didn't wait till they repackaged him. Because you notice he's still like in his powers of pain gear. True. Whereas like later in the year, he had the antlers and the fur and stuff. Like I'm not, mm. not saying necessarily it was the best. But, but it's like that was the repackage. <laughs> so you're going to yeah. go with it because, like, when Warlord fought Tio Santana at SummerSlam that later that yeah. year, he'd had his repackaged look with the like the half face mask and the, the staff mm. and stuff. So it's a bit funny that they just, you know, went with him as a Powers of Pain with a Powers of Pain look. Yeah. But it was to, you know, to get him, yeah, maybe the intention of getting him set up maybe as a challenger for the Warrior or something. True. Anything special or just <laughs> no, it was just, you know, it was just a man. I mean, his clothesline yeah. looked like he ripped Tio's head off. Oh, yeah, that's true. The top, that top rope clothesline again. That's yeah. that's from like the powers of pain taking off the road warriors because that's, oh, yeah. that's horse clothesline, yeah. But he, yeah, he, he did the big top rope clothesline, mm. yeah. Again, Barbarian won this one, so that's short and sweet. You know what? I'm gonna say this this is just me. I saw this match obviously afterwards. So I didn't really see the build-up to this match until after I'd actually seen the match. I remember thinking, Fat Man Dusty Rhodes, love you, Dusty, rest in peace, but Fat Man Dusty Rhodes, and I thought, who is this black, and I'm a black man, so I was having like black, white, whatever, who is this black school dinner-looking lady with Dusty? <laughs> school dinner-looking lady. <laughs> I was like, who the heck's this school dinner-looking lady with a, a glittery shirt, lovely Old school, old grammar hairstyle. Love, love the old Jericho with Dusty. Face love of much better show. I was like, you're definitely going to win. No way. <laughs> and you know what? The crowd was nuts. I admit, the crowd was ballistic with the dancing there thing. Literally, <laughs> I was like, you know what? She had two guys with like grandma or auntie there for just the dancing. Loved it. But the match in itself, I give you credit. 
I did like it. I, I did like it. I did. It was, it was different like... for the time. It was unique as well. Yeah. It was a mixed tag team match where it was like men fight the men, women fight the women. It's like, and that's, yeah. uh, that's the first time I'd ever seen a mixed tag. And oh, yeah, same. It was, it was rare at that point. And for me, I know, I know you're going to crap me. I was thinking, Sherry, knock this spooning lady out. Just slap her about, man. Slap her, slap, put her on the floor that she rip out all that Jericho's throw in her face and everything. Again, I, I admit. Yeah, you had anger <laughs> was, issues. Yeah, I did. I was like, take this school to they throw on the floor, man. What, what did they do? They served you some bad, <laughs> bad mash. They did. Bad mashed potato. Well, to be fair, if it wasn't for them, I would have known that I was a lot of fish. So I have to give them credit from, from that point. But they basically served me, okay, they served me fish twice. Mm. And I had like an allergy reaction twice. So I had to go to hospital. So technically it's my own fault. But yeah, it's my own fault as a kid, but still. But no, the, the, the match was good. And that's why, yeah, that's why you hate the ladies. <laughs> oh my, yeah, to be fair, that's true. I don't know, like I said, this match, it's weird, I liked it, but it's just the fact that, like I said, again, I'm talking from when I, when I watched it, mm. when I first watched it. It was like, again, Dusty Rose, Fat Man, Dusty Rose, bless you, mate. My thing is, okay, much Man, he was the king and everything. I just thought, oh, okay, Again, watching it. So okay, apologize. Sorry, my nose is blocked by people. Um, seeing it from when I watched the build up, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong because Dusty and Sapphire should have won because really Sherry took the piss out of her. Sherry just yeah mocked her. But to be fair, to be fair, if I go by what bad uh, bad news Brown said, they basically put her in a bad position because like well. Even after all what they did, unless basically Sherry killed, unless um, Sapphire killed her, the outcome wasn't great. But again, I, I, maybe because he's talking as a black man to a black woman, I don't know. But for you, do you feel like the ending was was good for you or not really? Well, I mean, the... basically, because bad news basically was saying that really she should have gone in there, basically punched the hell out of her, you know, thrown her clothes, found her, power bombed her. Literally, that's what he said. I was like, yeah, that's, I don't know that's about what that. Sapphire should have done. Yeah, Sapphire should have done that to Sherry. I was like, eh, I can't nah, see him power nah, bombs. Nah, I mean, it's, it's, it's WWF in 1990. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he said. So I was like, well, yeah, man. you're not, you're not gonna get that. I mean, that's that's the thing. Was it like, uh, wasn't it Elizabeth shoved Sherry yeah. and, and like uh, the schoolboy sort of like the yeah. fell over, right. yeah, she fell, she fell over Sapphire and Pinder. It's like that, you know, like that thing. The thing where you you bend down behind somebody and someone yeah. pushes them. They did yeah. that with Elizabeth pu- pushing Sherry. Yeah, so that was yeah, because that was. It's a vehicle to have Elizabeth involved as well and get like mm. a comeuppance on, on Randy Savage and Cherry. So, no, nah, like you said, that, that version of her just going crazy and beating the hell out of her, it's like, that ain't going to happen. And that's not what they're going for, is it? It's like, no. even though it's... Can, yeah, you, it, can you imagine that, though? Can you imagine that? Yeah. It just, it weren't that kind of, yeah, it weren't that kind of product. It weren't that kind of, uh, yeah, it was, it was a feud, but it weren't, you yeah, know, we weren't going to get that. You know what I'd thought? Again, like I said, I'm I'm only, I'm talking from about when I watched it without watching the preview. Mm. I basically thought that Dusty was with Sherry, and Dusty so Randy Savage took Sherry off Dusty. That's why he's annoyed. <laughs> that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Obviously, like I said that even the film Miss Elizabeth I was like, mate, Elizabeth is like he's left you. He's now with Sherry. Like you know, deal with it. Leave, leave alone, sort of thing. Yeah. I, oh yeah. God, sorry. Well, no, I was gonna say it, it was just it was. Ex- like she hadn't been seen since I think the no. summer of summer of eighty nine. Mm. I think that's the last like round SummerSlam eighty nine. I don't think she'd been on TV 
after that. So was she, yeah, was she basically like his woman or something, or it's just who's? I thought basically Sherry was like his manager, but like his woman. That's why I thought she was. Well, I mean that that was the yeah, like you make your own sort of implicate because uh, yeah, you, do you assume you kind of assume? I think I assumed at the time. Well, she's yeah, it's his queen, so it's his woman. Yeah, I used to yeah. think that's that's like he's yeah, like Elizabeth was his woman, yeah, and now, and now it's Sherry. That's yeah. yeah, that's kind of like they never told you outright they're a couple or anything, but it's like you can make your own sort of uh, yeah, make make your own opinion on it. Mm. That's what it was kind of left to, but it was yeah, it was it was to bring like Elizabeth back out. We had like Dusty Road. We got the crown, Jew. <laughs> she comes, she comes out with Randy Savage's music. Yeah, that's sort of like coming out. So it's still, she still gets his music. And after then that, just, after the yeah. man shamed you and embarrassed you, like you fool. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then just just to wind, like to wind him up, and he's going crazy that she's coming out. So it's like, and I, but she did. She did an interview prior, like on the same on the show, didn't she? Was it mm. uh, Rona Barrett? Yeah, yeah. Interviewed yeah. her, so it's not like a complete surprise. Like Elizabeth, no. Is back in WWE. She'd had a, but yeah, to to see her come out in that match, that was yeah, that's that's what that was for. It was a vehicle just to get her out there, and but then they did, yeah, it was a one-off because there was no more. Yeah, Elizabeth weren't seen again till WrestleMania seven. Yeah, after that. Well, I was gonna say for yourself, like, did you like the match? Did you think it was good or was just yeah. again nostalgic eyes? So yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah, I did, I did enjoy it. I, I think top to bottom, I enjoyed that whole show. It was, it was oh, like. Yeah. That that period back then, I could watch that show over and over again. You know, start to finish. Yeah, I'm not so sure now, but I would watch it with nostalgic eyes still. <laughs> so I probably would, I would still enjoy it. if I sat down and watched WrestleMania six. Now I would yeah. enjoy it because I yeah I'd be looking at it through yeah remembering how yeah. it felt watching it first time and just see yeah you know, and remembering that time period. Yeah, and appreciating like the characters and stuff. But yeah, it's 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 hard like to to really rate it like in, in that sense because you've got yeah you, you've got to take your own personal most out of it and, and it's yeah and it's say it's different when you lived it at that time now watching something all those years later it's like it's different wrestling is different you have a different you know different appreciation for, but watching it back at back in those days mm. with yeah with not knowing who's winning and all that kind of stuff it was just it was to me it was like a magical time to be a fan mm. yeah yeah but yeah, it was yeah, it was it was like I say it, was, it did it it did its job at that time. It was it was something unique, a mixed so, match. Would you have said that Bad News's version was no good, especially for that period, or it's like no? Well, I'll just say he, his version was unlikely to happen at that time in that time period. It's not not to say it was good or bad, but like but say, think, oh, think, how, think how crazy it would have looked. Because again, Sherry, I, I give her credit; she could sell like mad. She could uh, yeah. bump like crazy. But again, yeah. it would look odd for me because obviously, shit, I mean, if I remember. Sapphire was what shorter than her, shorter yeah. than her, a bit, bit pudgy, you know. But they were kind of like a, even, even though it was a few, they were kind of like a happy-go-lucky. Yeah, team, like her and Dusty. So it's like her going like maniac on Sherry. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just what makes sense. And that, yeah, and she probably couldn't pull it off because she wasn't a proper trained wrestler, was she? No. Uh, yeah, Sherry. What, was. Well, Sherry was. Yeah, yeah. Sherry, Sherry was an actual trained wrestler, but oh, yeah. I, I think uh, Sapphire was never an actual wrestler. She wants somebody no. who. Yeah, she used to she had connections to wrestling, mm. but she'd never she'd been trained as an actual wrestler. Yeah. Oh bless her. Yeah, like I said, I, I again it's mad because like I said, when I saw this, I th- when I saw this, obviously it was past nine eight anyway, and I mm. thought, oh, what's that When I checked, I said, oh, she passed away in yeah. ninety six. I was like, damn, okay. Mm. So, but again, may she rest in peace with that thing. But um, 
again, the match was, you know, what it was not their thing. Like I said, my my thinking was very warped back then. <laughs> where I, yeah, but again, it, 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 it made a good view for the match. But yeah, I'll be honest, this next match, I can vaguely remember it, but I don't know better than me. The Orient Express versus the Rockers. And it's like, oh, that's on. I can just about remember it, but I'm like, eh, just. Yeah, the Rockers, they were one of my favorite tag teams at that yeah. At that point, uh, I I like the uh, even the even the new or this is the original Orient Express, which was Sato and Tanaka. Yeah. And then Sato left like towards the end of 1990, and then you got Kato yeah. replaced him with the mask, yeah. Paul Diamond in a mask. And I think that that team was still good. Yeah. Uh, but they at this point they were quite new. Mm. As as time went on, they became like. Again, like the the team that everyone beats, yeah, including the new like the new version. But at this point, I think because they were quite fresh in, they could actually beat the Rockers by count out. And mm. I mean, I know Gorilla Monsoon on commentary was saying like the Rockers looked lethargic. Yeah, I didn't really feel. Yeah, I loved their their double team. You know when they would do the double hip toss, double elbow, oh, yeah. hip up. I loved yeah. that. That was awesome. They did that in there. Uh, yeah, there's a back body drop on Tanaka where he sort of spun in midair, like twisted. I, I thought that, yeah, I thought it was an enjoyable match. That was a good yeah. match. Uh, and it had the the ending with the count out, uh, like Fuji throwing the salt in in Marginetti's, or wasn't Fuji? It was um, Sato. I think yeah, come up and threw the salt. Like, but it's like he comes sneaking up, like <laughs> having bam salt, and then Janetti like fell over the barricade and couldn't get back in the ring. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought uh, yeah, it was a it was an inconclusive finish. But again. You didn't sit there complaining about that stuff back then. It was it was dramatic that the Rockers had been robbed, saw yeah. in the eyes. You know, like it was a dramatic finish. It's like, ah, Rockers been like, robbed by Orn Express and their nefarious salt. Mm. But yeah, I I, I liked it. That's what I was, like I say again. Watching back then, you didn't sit there critiquing. You almost watched it as if it's real. Yeah. So it's like it's like sitting there and watching a UFC card, and you're saying, why did they have him win with the armbar? Should have done. It. It's like you've got no choice because that's what he used. He won. <laughs> Back then, you yeah. were watching it, not thinking, "Why did they do a finish with the such?" Like that's what happened, and you just enjoyed what they unfolded for you. Yeah. Now we watch it. Say, so I would have liked it to have been a proper finish. Mm. I'd like, yeah, I'd like the Rockers to win, or yeah, whatever. I like the Orton Express to have got a, cl- a clean win. That's how we watch it now. But back then, you didn't. So again, it's a different. Yeah, you know, it it got heat on the Orton Express. True. They beat the beloved Rockers by cheating. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's what I mean. It was a different, again, like the Heart Foundation Bolsheviks, completely different. Uh, Rockers or an Express, you know, like all these different type of finishes mm. added to the variety of the show and the drama of it and made it enjoyable. Mm. True. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Like I said, I I can remember it, but I don't remember it too well. Mm. To me, it just felt like another. It just felt like another match. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, that's fine. But again, I mean, it was at the end of the day. Like you look at the the card. Like back then, those WrestleManias had tons of matches on. That's why a lot of them was short. Yeah, because you had tons of matches. Like they they crammed in. They crammed virtually every wrestler on there. Yeah. So you know, it was it wasn't uh, it was a match with no actual stakes, no titles or anything like yeah. that. But it was a popular tag team, the Rockers, against a new tag team, the Orient Express. But like what you said before, not every match needs to be your mum. You know, I cursed your mum, or I, you know, I kidnapped your wife. It just a match is a match. To see who's the better, yeah, the better tag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next we had 
Dino Bravo, who I'll be honest, I didn't realize was Canadian. So obviously, I didn't, I didn't know it was Canadian. Yeah, French Canadian. This is, sorry, apologize, French Canadian. Well, it's still Canadian. And, I was just spec- specifying. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if there's a. Because technically, because I know, I know there's some people who are French Canadian. Mm. They actually see themselves really as French. Yeah, French. So it's like, yeah, okay. there, there might be a bit of a like a negative, negative like feeling towards that side. You know, like perhaps I don't know. You didn't get a massive. He didn't get like big cheers, did he? No, Canada, and, and no. he's fighting Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who's American, coming out the American flag and getting cheered. Yeah, that I didn't get. But again, maybe because of the Montreal thing, maybe that's maybe that's maybe what it is. yeah, maybe he's like, oh, he's not one of us. Yeah, but again, match from what I remember, short and sweet. You know, bam, two by four, max done. And like I said to you, for me, I thought it was weird. As I said, I didn't know, I didn't know, it, I didn't know he was Canadian first of all, and also I didn't know he was from Montreal until years later. Mm. So the fact that he was being booed, I was like, mm, okay. And Hatzel was being cheered. I was like, mate, he's American. Don't Canadians are American? But he, but he, I mean, there was a time <laughs> that he came when we they had the um, Royal Albert Hall, WWF at the Royal Albert Hall in 1991. Yeah, he's coming out there and he's got everyone chanting USA, USA. It's like. <laughs> Not that we're against like America or anything like that, but it's like, yeah, it's funny. Just anyone yeah. would like they would just they would like cheer him, whatever he wants them to cheer. Oh yeah, it, it didn't matter where he was. It didn't matter if he weren't in the USA. He's still getting people cheering USA. Again, that shows that the the credibility, I should say, of um, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the fact that he's so lights wherever he goes, it shows what a good character he was. What you mm. say, what is what's to say? Yeah. And to be honest, the next match for me was what for me personally was one of the ma- was I don't want to call it the match of the night because obviously you had the Hogan Warrior match, but I enjoyed this match. Jake the Snake and Teddy BLC. I actually mm. enjoyed this match a lot. And to be fair, to be fair, I was like, mate, Virgil, forgive me, but I was like, you waste of space, basically, you know, you big old P. Get get up and be man. Like, you know, you know, you're and I still say again, looking at it as well, you're thinking, Virgil. You're bigger. You're you look like actually like you can get you kick this guy's ass. Mm. So why are you this full servant? That's what we always used. To, we used to think right. when we first started watching. It's like he's got the muscle, but it's like yeah. but Ted DiBiase should be his bodyguard. That's how we used to feel because DiBiase was one who used to rescue him most of the time. And you know, I think it's funny because again, a lot of people say, "Oh, Jake the Snake." You know, great psychologist, great on the the mic, great talker, really good talker. Mm. But he's in rec- he's in written work wasn't great, and I, you know I'll keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again. <clears throat> a guy does not need to do a um, hundred million moves in a match. What he did was simple. DDT, the 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 close was it the um, short arm, short I guess the short arm. They're gonna say it's for that clothesline. Yeah, but short arm clothesline. The little bits that you have, the knee lift and stuff like that. Short, sweet. But again, what he did to me made sense. It, it, you know, it made sense. And again, Ted mm-hmm. DBRC, I can honestly say, I think one of the most underrated um, top tier guys that the WF ever had. Mm-hmm. Especially for this period. And to be honest, I'm, I won't say that I'm ashamed because it's not a bad word for it. I'm surprised that he actually wasn't WF champion. Especially, you know, around the time was it um was it eighty eight? Yeah, eighty eight when Savage won it. I'm surprised that he legitimately never got the belt. I'm surprised, but 
Well, I wasn't going to say technically he did, but the, 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 but the record got, book says... There's, there's pictures of him and video of him yeah, <laughs> where, wearing, wearing the title, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that, but... Like, for a brief official... period, yeah. Yeah. I know the official um, title reign says no. No, nah, no, nah, he's officially... He's not, not recognised. But he did, for a brief period, they announced him at, like, events yeah. as the champion. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't an official reign. Nah, so it's, no. It, go, it goes from Hogan to Andre to Vacant. Yeah. I was gonna say, like for yourself, like what did you? Because again, I'm sure, like, was you a fan of Teddy Biasi at this time, or was it a thing of just like, eh, okay, yeah, no, we were. That's the thing. I mean, I was what, at that time, like, I wasn't like, um, oh, only like good guys. That's it. Like, I had my favorite wrestler, like, yeah, Axel Jim Duggan was a good guy, but we liked the bad guys too. Mm. Like, I liked Teddy Biasi. We talked about Rick Martel, Mister Perfect, like all those bad guys from that time as well. Like, yeah. and Ted DiBiase, like, was one of, yeah, really, I thought, thought he was one of them. And, and I think a credit to him as well, because, you know, I've talked before about, like, Sergeant Slaughter mm. at that, that time period. Yeah, like, and him saying he's going to fight Hulk Hogan or the Omar Warriors, like, yeah, mm? really? Ted DiBiase <laughs> didn't have, like, a bodybuilder physique. No. But, but you believed him, like, that he could, yeah, he could hang, hang with Hogan and Warrior. Mm. Yeah, they, kick, they used to kick his ass, but it's like he could give him a hard time and you could, you know, like you didn't think, Oh, he's got no chance against them too. Cause of his, like his skill. And he put across that, you know, like, and he, he had no physique to him really like in, by the standards of, yeah, of the day. Even now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Even he, now. Yeah. He just, he really like, yeah, he weren't, he was in shape is in a sense like, yeah, like fitness and stuff, but he didn't have a, like a, no chest, no yeah, chest. He, was, he no wasn't traps. really like muscular or anything like that. He didn't look compared to the other guys. You know, he didn't look like he was in similar to Jake the snake. It was, a, it was a milk bottle. Uh, on that, he, called, he had the milk bottle sh- um, shape. Mm. Where, again, we knew he was in shape, but there was no real... Yeah, I mean, his like conditioning that. was obviously, yeah, top-notch. Oh, but, I'll be honest, hmm. if I could have his conditioning now and be that shape, I would have been there the week. Yeah. He could go. He but could you go. were looking at the time where it's like superheroes and people had these, you know, insane, like, you know, masculine, even, even like a guy that Bret, like Bret Hart who wasn't considered... Like a bodybuilder had a really yeah like a, a muscular physique, true. But he, he didn't really yeah you just but the, like I say the the fact is you still believed in him and you still felt like he was a big deal and he was a threat to any babyface, any true. good guy that you fought. So yeah, I, I was a big fan of Ted DiBiase from yeah from the beginning because he yeah and he was he was a charismatic bad guy you know he had the laugh, <laughs> the the cackle, yeah, and he's yeah he just he just had that star presence about him. And he was, yeah, he was consistent for WWF for years. And even going into, like, the tag team. Oh, yes. Like, Money Inc. Yeah, it was like, yeah. he was, yeah, he was one of their, I'd say he was one of WWF's MVPs. Oh, yeah. From, like, say, 88 all the way through to even, like, about 90, 92, 93. Yeah. As a, as a wrestler. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I actually forgot that the Million Dollar Championship was actually on the line. I, I forgot about that. I so that. That's the first, like, I think that's the first time it would ever been defended. And that's... Oh, okay. So for me, like when I first started watching it, that was being defended. I thought it was a regular thing that he gets defended. Mm. But obviously it was a one-off. And yeah, I think the next time it was defended was when Virgil won it. Yeah. Ted <laughs> so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's very rarely got defended. But yeah, it was a big it was a big deal about the million dollar belt being on the line. I actually liked the belt. I actually thought it was mm. right. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, yeah, it suited Ted DiBiase having his, his own belt. Mm. And it was, yeah, it, and it, yeah, it looked apart. It was a big... Uh, the big dollar sign, mm. the golden diamonds. 
what did you think of the the aftermath of it? With uh, what with him chasing down Virgil? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he got he got counted out, didn't he? Jake the Snake. Yeah. He, lo- he lost the match. He didn't he didn't win the belt. Although, yeah, was um. I was just thinking, who's like officially? Because I remember they're making a big thing about like, you know, titles can change hands on the countdown disqualification because it's not a sanctioned title. That's what I thought. Yeah. But then at the same time, I think, yeah, you know, it was in Jake's possession, but I don't, technically, I suppose nobody was the million dollar champion. I don't know. Because it don't matter, does it? Because it's Teddy, really, Teddy Viossi's the million dollar champion. Jake the Snake, yeah. Jake the Snake stole his belt. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, yeah. was it Petition's nine t- is the nine tenths of the law on it? So. Yeah, but from stealing, was it? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I think that over, should override the possession nine tenths. If you can rob it or someone's like, hey, <laughs> nine tenths of the law, mate. You can't, you can't get me arrested for nicking because because <laughs> I've got it. So, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, I'm, I'm sure someone probably actually used that in real life as well. It's like, yeah, you know, Matt is a long mate, so, you know. But yeah, he hit the he hit the DDT in the end, but after the match. Yeah. That, I mean, that, and again, when you talk about crowd reactions, massive oh. reaction when he hit the DDT on Teddy Biossi. Mm. Finally, you're like, bam. And, and the way DiBiase sold that. Oh, it was really good. Mm. Really good. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, so it was one of those that got, you know, it, it got Jake the Snake. Yeah, he still came out of it. And yeah, and you'd argue, okay, it's a, a cheap finish because he didn't want Jake to lose. But yeah. again, you weren't thinking that. You were thinking Jake got robbed. Yeah. Jake got robbed and he got his got, got his comeuppance on Teddy Biossi at the end of it, even though he didn't like win the match. He gave him, you know, he gave him the DDT. He, you know, he gave out DiBiase's money to the crowd. Yeah. So he kind of, you know, like that's, you didn't fit, sit there thinking, ah, oh, look, they're trying to protect Jake the Snake, giving us a cheap finish. You just thought like, you know, you thought of it from that perspective, like yes, like, Jake's robbed, but he got he, but he got him back. Yeah, personally, I, I, I like this match. I know people mm. say, "Oh, I, I liked it personally." The next match, oh boy, we had Anton's favorite goofball, police goofball, second favorite yeah. wrestler at that time. Second favorite wrestler, big boss man, or as I knew him as the guardian, was a guardian angel. No, 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 no. He was um, big Bubba. Big, no. What I know most the boss. I mean, if you're gonna go no, for all these no, he was known as a boss, and it was the boss first. Then he was, I think he was, was he Guardian Angel? He was, he was, he was, he was yeah, temporarily Guardian Angel. He was Guardian Angel. Angel. Then I remember Bubba him first as Guardian Angel. Wait, well, he'd been Big Bubba Rogers first in, in the NWA. Mm, yeah, for the Big Boss Man. So for me, I was thinking, oh, it's Guardian Angel from those servers. Oh, yeah, Boss Man. But again, like I said, it's more watching, watching back people. Yeah. But you had him versus, oh boy, the African Dream Akeem. Basically, Really, it was basically what a diss to Dusty, in it. Yeah, supposedly. I don't, I don't even think it's supposed. It is obviously it's. That's what I thought. Because the African dream instead of the American dream, and it's a, yeah. it's kind of like a knock on on Dusty Rhodes, where like people said he's talking jive, he's talking yeah. talking like a black man. Yeah. And so they had Arkeem coming out doing all the yeah the hand movements and the jive. Oh, it was kind of. It, I I admit it was kind of funny. I did kind of find it funny mm. a little bit. I admit, I did, I did. So this is me towards a black man. I thought it was funny sometimes, but I remember seeing a match with him versus was it Akeem versus Dusty? And yeah. I forgot what it was. I think it was like um, he's like I think like Dusty was doing like the elbows and like Akeem's basically like sending it, literally like jabbing mm. here and after the thing. Was it one, two, then the third one? Literally about to do it. Like, nope, it just jumps on the floor. Quite funny, but yeah, yeah, it was very goofy. Like, but then at the same time, he was he was kind of. Given a quite a serious role, like just before oh, yeah. this, as part of the Twin Towers with like Big Boss Man, like yeah. feuding with Hogan and Savage. 
Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, even though it was kind of like a comedy character, he was in he was in the main events. He was in like, mm-hmm. yeah, bit the big story as boss man sort of backup. This is when they were they were a tag team before they split. So this this is obviously them splitting because big boss man turned face. But prior to that, him and Arkeen were the twin towers managed by Slick. Yeah. To be fair, I, I, I thought there was enough match personally. I well, I mean, this, this one also tied in with like a bit of an angle because after after DB, this came straight on after Ted DiBiase's match with Jake the Snake, and yeah. DiBiase had stayed under the ring after, oh, after yeah. the match with Jake. So when Bossman came out, he comes slid out, and that was quite a brutal attack at the time. It felt like yeah, yeah like Bossman get clotheslined on the floor and slammed on the floor. It was like getting battered by Ted DiBiase before the match, <laughs> and then it, then Arkeem's just battering him. And you think Arkeem's just going to beat him. But he, he rebounded and he put Arkeem away. Oh, what a, again, what a fat loser. I'm sorry. <laughs> After all that. Oh, man, not in a bad way. A guy basically dealt, a guy basically laid him out for you. So said, there you go, mate. There you go. And you still couldn't do it? No good. But to be fair, was Akeem anything special at this point? Well, I say, he just, he'd just come off like the team with Boss Man. So they were kind of, I mean, he was not, he was not a big, big, um, I mean, back then, like big guys, like the big men, didn't get beat easy. Typically, it's, it's, they did lose, but not so much. You know, it's like you weren't going to see them lose too much unless they're fighting like Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or someone like that. Mm. So it's not like you, you'd seen Arkeem lose to everybody. It was still quite a big thing for Boss Man to beat, man, because it's a big man. He gave him the Boss Man Slam, which was quite a oh yeah, quite a big thing, you know, like getting him up for the Boss Man Slam. Like, Because mm. uh, he also he tried to like atomic drop him out of the corner. That went a bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's he's giving boss man the punches on the corner and boss man kind of come to bring him out, but he almost just dropped him. Mm. But yeah, I mean it, being being Arkeem is not like okay, you beat one of the biggest it's not beating Andre the Giant. But it weren't it That's also weren't beating a nobody. No, no. No. And it was yeah, and his former tag team partners collide. Like I say, the Twin <laughs> Towers had been they'd been in a feud with the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. They'd also been challenges to demolition at, like not too long before. Yeah. So they were, yeah, as a tag team, they were quite a high-profile team. Mm. And then, and then, obviously, when they when Bossman turned face, it's like that's the clash of the twin. T- they didn't really mention too much about it, but it's the cl- clash of the twin towers. And obviously, Slick is Bossman's former manager. Yeah, in the corner of our team. Personally, I love Slick. I thought he was a good manager. I, I think, yeah, I, I did like <laughs> Slick a lot. Very underrated. Oh, like very underrated. Mm. But yeah, again, short match, short and sweet, and. Like I said, the next match obviously was uh, Jimmy Snooker versus Ravish and Rick Rude. But again, I had to actually remind myself of it. I know they had a thing, what was it? Um, rhythm, and, rhythm, bleh, rhythm and Blues. So was it Greg the Hammer Valentine and uh, Honky Tonk Man? Yeah. Came out and everything with uh, the former three time WCW champion that Anton never supported, DDP, driving the pink Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Which, to, to be fair, I know it was kind of like DDP's kind of like, not claim to fame, but it's like, oh, it's like a big deal. It's like, in a way it was, because what was it, 12 years later? Didn't he, he wrestled, was it Christian? Hey, my yeah. boy Christian, for the European title as a champion, and retained his title in Toronto, was it 12 years later? Mm-hmm. So in a way, it was like a, a big deal. So, but again, wasn't he in Devil's Summit at this point, or was it just before? I think it was before. He might have been... Because wasn't he, was it AWA, in it? He might have been, AWA. yeah, he might have been AWA or might have like just left there. Oh, okay. I think AWA was still just about around at that yeah, time, right. but it was very like it was on, yeah, I think it was sort of on on its last yeah, leg. Yeah, I've gone. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. 
And to me, what I was going to say, because you would probably know it better than me, because I, I, I'll be honest, I had to literally had to watch it back again to remember, remember this. But what, was it the Bushwreckers attacked them, or did they... Yeah, they, they, they attacked the bushwhackers. What happened, like in the run up to it, they'd had an incident with the bushwhackers on TV where they attacked them with the guitars. Mm. So it's like the bushwhackers getting revenge on them. So they came out like to sing Hunka Hunka Honky Love, <laughs> a new entry, their entrance theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought how, how Greg just looked so, blech, he, he just looked like the odd, he looked like the odd man out. And again, I've, I've always liked his, his um, he's uh, he's robe. But I just thought, like, mate, you're a goofball. He's like, it looks like even you're a cocaine or something. Like, you, you just look like you don't, you don't, you look like you don't even want to be there. I just thought, uh, you didn't want to be I thought he embraced. I thought he embraced it. I mean, the thing is, I did. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, a lot of people criticize, but I like again, it's what you're used to. Like, I, I first saw him with the black hair, as, yeah. as like part of Rhythm and Blues. Yeah. So to me, like, I don't have like these years and years and years of knowing him as the blonde hair, Greg the Hammer. And then, like the serious, hard-nosed guy who's now like in this comedy-type tag team. I didn't, I didn't have that backstory. Same as yeah, like with Power and Glory, I didn't have the backstory of like Paul Roma losing all the time on TV. Do you know, it's like you come into so to me, like yeah, I don't even think I would have seen Greg with the blonde hair yet. I would no. have seen it retrospectively watching Royal Rumble '90. Yeah, same. Because that's it. So like from WrestleMania six onwards, he's got black hair. And he's part of a tag team with a honky tonk man, and he's coming out doing, yeah, doing these weird facial expressions. <laughs> like that's what I knew him as, and yeah. trying to do a bit of a honky tonk man type act. So yeah. that's how, that's how I knew him. Um, so yeah, I didn't think like, oh, he don't he don't suit in like, and he seemed to, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a serious tag team like gimmick. Honky tonk man was like a like a kind of a comic comic character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it but he made it work. It was a yeah. good character. Yeah, and I, I thought like as a tag team because they were around the time when I started watching it properly, mm. they were the challengers, going to be the challengers for the Hart Foundation for the tag team titles. That's and they felt like a threat to them because they're managed by Jimmy Hart. They've got history with the Hart Foundation, stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I thought they were, uh, I thought they were a pretty decent, you know, decent tag team for me, watching you them. Know what, you know what it was? Like you said, I think, again, obviously I watched this retrospectively, but obviously I watched stuff with him as Greg the Hammer. So to me, it's like, well, yeah. he's a serious guy. Now oh, he's yeah. playing this goofballs. I'm like, huh? I don't... Yeah, so I would have seen a lot more of him as the serious guy retrospectively, and afterwards he dropped the uh, the black hair. But yeah. I my first introduction to him is like that. So this. that's yes, yeah. yeah, so that's and I saw him like that from yeah, up until about yeah, January ninety one, something like that. Yeah. So to me, that's that's yeah, obviously I I if I my first thinking of him probably would be with the blonde hair, but my introduction to him was with the black hair. So yeah. I, it's not that alien to me to to think of it, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they were. Uh, I thought I thought they were they were a decent decent tag team for the time, mm. but it yeah it didn't last very long. And this angle was setting them up with the Bushwhackers as their first like proper feud. So they'd attacked them like in the run up to WrestleMania six, and then they come out, and they're doing the song, and all of a sudden there's them come dressed as vendors like selling mm. selling merchandise, and also, and then the honky tonk man's like, hey. That's Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers, <laughs> like what they call it, like exposition. He's like explaining <laughs> to yeah. everyone in case you don't get it. And then they come in and like you know, chase them out and, and stomp their guitar. Mm. So the Bushwhackers kind of, yeah, they, they get crashed the concert. Yeah. Like I said, I, I literally forgot about it. So I was like, I kind of remember it. I thought, you know, so you remember better than me. So well, yeah, I mean, it, that, was, that was an in ring. There was lots of like backstage segments as well. Oh yeah, loads. Like, you had like the the Bolsheviks in the in the shower, 
<laughs> Steve Allen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, different different bits and pieces, but that that was an in ring sort of angle, mm. not a match. Like I said, I, personally, like I said, I understand that you can say the Bushwhackers were a big deal before they came to the RF. Mm. I, I get it, and I'm not knocking them. I just think when I saw these guys, they just looked like two goofballs. They looked nasty. They just looked blech. And they're licking each other, literally. I thought, oh, these, these, these weirdos. I thought, oh, nah. So for me, I, I think I never liked them. I think I respect them, obviously, being, being a worker now and seeing their stuff and everything. But during this period, I was just thinking, nah. Mm. And like I said, you, 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 you was obviously a kid watching it. So for you, it's like, did you like them? It was more like, eh, nah. Nah, like, I mean, I found yeah, them amusing yeah. at times, but they weren't, they weren't the team I really got behind. Like I said, my teams was the Heart Foundation Rockers. They were way down the, the list. Legion of Doom, you know, like they were way down the list for me. As to, yeah. And they were the team that always got beat. So yeah. they were like goofballs that like got beat up. Why sport losers? Yeah, they're goofballs. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate them, but it's like, oh, the Bushwhackers. Like, I never thought, oh, yeah, the Bushwhackers are going to win this one. Nah, the Bushwhackers going to get beat. Something's going to happen to them poor schmucks. Yeah. Even you could have got schmucks, see? Even you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one, like I said, Jim, um, Jimmy Snooker versus Ravish and Rick Rude. To be honest, for me, again, very short, very sweet. Again, all I really remember, to be honest, was more uh, Rick Rude, basically. I would say going back and forth sort of thing, but Jimmy Snooker didn't really give much. You know, Rude waking in, boom, match done. Like you said, it's one of those matches where it was short, it was sweet, you just got them on the card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's mostly what that was. and Just keep Rick Rude going. Cause was, yeah, because he was going to go on to a feud with the Warrior. Hmm. But the next match, I'll be honest, they, again, looking at the match, people are going to say, oh, it's not the, you know, it's not work rate. It's not, sometimes it's not, it's not even about that. It's not about the work rate. It's just like two massive stars. When I say stars, legit stars. Mm-hmm. Not just stars in wrestling, stars in outside of wrestling. People knew who they were. I think I asked my cousin, you know, you know, was it very big deal? Yeah. He said, yeah, again, in the late, late, um, Late 80s, early 90s. My cousin tell me all the time, for, you know, they say when there's a score in that, that they, people will be saying, oh, Walmart Warrior. Oh, yeah, Savage. Oh, yeah, Million Dollar Man. Oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, these were legit stars. Mm. So for me, it's like, what? You have the WF champion versus the, the, the Intercontinental champion. And like I say, looking at the time, most times from what the history books have shown me, again, I'm going to go by history books at this point. History books have always said to me that if somebody was really a champion, they could have two belts. So, for example, when Bob Backlund won the WF Championship, when he, I think he won the, he won the, the, the tag team titles, yeah. he had to vacate it. Mm. I know when Pedro Morales was the, back in the olden days, the WF um, US champion, remember? You remember the US champion? Mm. I know when he was a WF champion, he couldn't hold two belts. He had to vacate the US title. Mm. And, yeah, from there. So, to me, I thought, well, okay, look, again, looking at it, you're thinking, okay, well, damn, first time, what? You're going to have, what, someone be the, the, the Intercontinental Champion and WF Champion? Like, for you, was that, like, a, a big deal to you? Or was it more just like, oh, it's just Hogan versus Savage? It's Hogan versus Savage. Hogan versus Warrior. Or it's like, well, the belts the belts mean something. So, oh, it's a big oh, deal. Yeah, the belts meant something. But, I mean, that meant something, just the fact that it was these two megastars, like, colliding. Mm. You put belts on top of it, it's like, yeah, it's the, it's the two best. Because the Intercontinental Champion... Yeah, especially being the Ultimate Warrior, because it's like you could see him being WWF champion. So but him. Did you, did you want him to be? Did you want him to be WWF champion at this point? I, I mean, I I wasn't. 
I wasn't that bothered. Like I've I rated them both, but I wasn't a Hulkamaniac or like a an Ultimate Warrior fan. Like Scott, mm-hmm. my brother Scott was. He was not Ultimate Warrior fan. He that was his favorite wrestler. For me, like Axel Jim Duggan. <laughs> I didn't choose. I didn't choose neither of them. So, but I recognized how big it was. That they were the two biggest. Like yeah, it just felt like they were huge names, and it feels like a clash of the titans. So I wasn't. I I think. In a way, I I, I thought Warrior was cooler. I kind of I like probably yeah you know, like, yeah I probably <laughs> preferred Warrior out of the two. Yeah. As a, yeah, as a young fan, I thought like Warrior was more exciting. Um, Hogan was more cheesy. That's what Mate, like, and and yeah, whiny. Look, we're talking about again. I know we were going to say it was a different time. In 1990, you had rap was a big deal. You, you know, you, even you had um. You had a uh, rap, you had hip hop, you had metal. Rock, you mean you had metal? Mm. Hulk Hogan. I don't care what anybody tells me. He was not cool in 1990. He weren't no cool, way. but but again, he was no like way. He, he was like the Mike Tyson of wrestling, the most dominant. Yeah, but but even that Mike was Tyson, his perception. He was cool. He Mike was Tyson no, was cool but, but I mean, uh, Hogan like was had the perception of being like yeah, like no one can beat Hulk Hogan, whether you yeah, whether cool. you like him or not, <laughs> no one can beat him. That's like, yeah. and most people liked him. I just was one that wasn't really sold on. Like, in that sense, like, it's weird says, like, I didn't think, oh, I hate Hulk Hogan's rabbit, but I didn't, I didn't feel like, okay, he's my favorite wrestler. I gravitate to Hulk Hogan. Like, you yeah, know what? Kids did. I'll say this. I'm sure at this point, fans must be thinking, my gosh, can someone beat this guy? But again, obviously, there would have been some, but a lot of people didn't. A lot of people just wanted to keep seeing their hero win. And Fair yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he was a superhero. And you do want to, yeah. Obviously, the well, story. Did he have like four years? He had it. That, yeah, I mean, he'd had four years prior previously as the champion. Then he lost it under like controversial circumstances. Then he then he got it back over a year later. And then this is this is his reign now, like a year hmm. since he's won. He won it back at WrestleMania five, and then he's defended at WrestleMania six. But but okay, but even when he wasn't WF champion, mm. he was still on top anyway. Never yeah. He was yeah, it was always the double main event. So it's like, well, he didn't lose anything, really. But but so let's be like, honest, like yeah, when you were watching and Bret Hart was your favorite, like you wouldn't want to see Bret Hart lose. Yeah. And you wouldn't have complained, oh I like Bret Hart, but he's winning all the time. But mate, I, I didn't get four years of Bret Hart. You didn't, people. but I don't think you would have complained. <laughs> I wouldn't have complained. Oh, like but, yeah, but, when I was watching, yeah, you were watching Stone Cold, I went like, ah, oh, I want Stone Cold to lose. I was happy if he keeps winning. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't. He tended to lose more because he gets screwed, screwed over by Vince. Yeah, but it's, it's like I it wouldn't have bothered me. I wouldn't be thinking, oh, I think he's winning too much. I don't like no, it. No, I don't like okay, it. I, I, I get that point, but I, I, you know, it's maybe because I'm talking, um, I'm talking basically as watching wrestling over for so long and everything. But also, obviously, I wasn't watching it at the time. But so all, yeah, but also, like we said, it's, there was an element of almost like you can believe. Oh yeah, that what you watch. So again, like if you're watching boxing and you're watching the champion hold it forever like Tyson Fury now mm. you ain't thinking oh like when they take it off him because it's like no, they can't, they can't. Yeah, yeah, it's like, but, but no one can so he's still you know like he's still the best and if he, and if you like him you're happy to see him keep winning true yeah well like yeah like say like Tyson that on his, on his rampage in the 80s mm. some people would have probably been, oh, I wish someone could beat Tyson but a lot of people were like yeah go on keep you know keep knocking them down keep knocking them out mm. go yeah go on forever true you weren't thinking, oh, I'm sick of Tyson now. He's won too many fights. <laughs> what, what a mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yeah. people, that's the mindset of today. Mm. Of today's mindset. Yeah, it is. Once, once, someone, yeah, once someone <laughs> takes off, 
they yeah. get behind somebody that you want. It's like, oh, no, he's, he's too dominant now. Super Cena. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know what it is? I'll be honest. I think we've been spoiled. Fans today, I'll be honest, we're spoiled. We had it so good in the 90s, early 2000s. I think fans today, mate, you got it good. Mm. You got it good because, like I say, you have so much footage and everything. But I said, in 1990, Hulk Hogan was the biggest thing going, especially mm. for, for wrestling. But yeah. again, Hulk Hogan was such a big star. He was a worldwide star. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, even if, he was, yeah. Even if people didn't like wrestling, you knew him. They didn't watch it, but they knew of Hulk Hogan. If you mentioned yeah. wrestling, it's like, oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, that, that's what it's, it's, it's like. You don't realize now, but he was so iconic mm. as, a, as a, like, yeah, like a, a pop culture. Yeah. He, yeah, even now, like, you look at stuff like people, like, you know, doing stuff of the 80s, you know, like a collage of the 80s. Who going to be in it? My dad, look, my dad wasn't a big wrestling fan, but he knew Hulk Hogan. He yeah. Knew who he was. Yeah, so, everybody, everybody knew him. Like, like over, like here, like there was a period like for wrestling. A lot of people mentioned Big Daddy Giant Haystacks. Yeah. And that's how big they were there. But yeah, also even in this country, people would mention Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I'll say this: going into it, like I said, the crowd was crazy. Mm. The crowd was nuts. I'll be honest. Knowing what I know now, mate, Warrior must have been blown up. <laughs> he must he must have been because again they, they always talk about again how he got blown up very quickly mm. but I give him credit he did address that though I remember seeing him in like a in a shoot interview once someone like was they were saying it to him must have been yeah like RF video or something and he's saying well, what do you think like they're saying were you black? I said, what do you think like would you what about you what would you like why would I not of course I'd be blown up like doing that but <laughs> it was it was memorable you know like it's yeah. like he's, he's not denying it. he's saying but yeah and like of course <laughs> oh, no, knocking me out running like to the yeah. ring, but it created this, yeah, it created this atmosphere. It created it, this this identity. Oh yeah, just like uh, it was the Gorilla Monster was like talking, it's like he was running down there, things, yeah. shaking the ropes. Like it, it, it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's the thing. Point of yeah, view, it's a spectrum. Amazing, mm. amazing. Because I again, I remember like Hogan, Hogan coming out there, thing. I was like, mate, you got this. And forgive me, people. I'm not saying Hogan was an old man, but he just looked like he looked like an old man. He did, and I think that's part got, of it as well. It's like. <laughs> Warriors fresh and like, yeah. Yeah, it's dynamic, and it's like feels like Hogan is yeah, he's like an old man hanging on. You got you got Omar Warrior, uh, you know. Again, for all we know, I'm not saying that he much he was much younger, but he had a big fully he had a big bushy hair, more hair, yeah. better muscles than Hogan. Look look like look like something running out like a maniac, and you have Hulk Hogan, slow man, just oh yeah, okay. <laughs> he has his, his bolden hair. He has his little I'm gonna say game of stars there, but the old Hand- handlebar. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> they all had the Bob Stars there. I was like, nah, I'm good. But like I said, they came out, and I, I'll be honest again. I'm I'm somebody who loves like, I love wrestling. I love boxing. I like title fights, and it's like iconic having both belts. I was like, ooh, nice. I mean, that that was that shot, wasn't oh, it? They're, they're having the yeah. face off, and it's like both with the belts around their waist. Shining. Like, it looked Beautiful. awesome. Like that's what I mean. The whole aura of that match, mm. I, I could encapsulate that. So that that is you know like the aura of that just felt so. Amazing, like the whole thing, like Warriors entrance coming run down, Hogan coming down, the massive crowd, and they, you know, like they, mm. the setting of it, and then when they had that stare down, they're both with the belts around their waist, and yeah, it, it was it just the aura of that match. And you know what? I will say this: for what this match was, I thought it was a good match. Hmm. People could knock me and say, "Oh, well, you know, you don't know about wrestling." I know wrestling. This was a good match. For what this match was and everything, again, it wasn't Canadian Destroyer to a powerbomb to a 
Tombstone, Power Driver. No, it was nothing like that. But you know what? There was times where, like you said, um, you thought either Hogan could win it or you thought, you know what, Warrior could win it. But the thing is, the crowd was on both sides. It wasn't like, oh, the crowd hated both. Both no. one of them. The crowd loved both. They loved both. Mm. And I think, if I remember, they did the, they did the, was it the double clothesline spot when they both went down there. Things like, literally, it was like a pin drop. Yeah. And they, they were telling that story of like, neither one's really got the advantage over the other. Like, no. they're, they're equals. Like, yeah. test of strengths and stuff like that. Like, they're both evenly mm. matched. And yeah, it was it was a real sort of toss up. Oh, yeah. Because I think well, was it, there was a bit where it was near the end, you know, Hogan's hulking up and everything. You're thinking, oh my gosh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, you, you watch that and you think that's the typical formula. Like, Warrior yeah. Danny's like big press slam splash. Hogan's kicked out. He's hulking up. He's going to leg drop him, a uh, big boot him, yeah. leg drop him, one, two, three. He's beat the Warrior. That's how you'd think watching it because it's just and, going in the normal formula. Oh, yeah. I remember, again, I, I think I, I remember watching this with my two older cousins. And I actually laughed because it's like, you got the spot in there, thing, Hogan's all hulking up in there, thing, no, boom, 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 bam, big boot. And Hogan's running off in there, thing, and he does a leg drop. He misses, like, Hogan mm-hmm. looks, he actually looked like an old man, like, oh, my back, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin actually made me laugh. It's like, look at this old man, look at him. <laughs> and then obviously, where he runs off, boom, one, two, three, oh my gosh, three. And the crowd, mm-hmm. when I say to you, the crowd, and again, we're talking about the old Hunchback TV when I watched it on video with my cousins. Again, it's not it's not great sound quality like we have with all these HD TVs, but I remember my, my cousin had to lower down the TV because my, my uncle was getting quite annoyed because it was quite loud. Yeah. But the crowd was going ballistic, warriors out of breath, literally shaking his head, going mad and everything. And it's like the iconic wait, Hogan's supposed to be beat. Mm. Is that, huh? Yeah, it was one of those moments. Like, yeah, yeah like he, he had, he's actually been pinned and fair and square. Yeah. Yeah, no, mm. no, no foot on the ropes. No, oh, you know, I meant to kick out at two, but I didn't. I didn't. It's like one, two, three. Yeah, I mean, he kicked out right out for it. But it's still, I mean, it's worried. Like you took it, like Warriors pinned him. Warriors beating him fair and square. True. See, I don't know about you, but obviously there's this. Um, there was this. Uh, what was it? I won't say controversy, but didn't Hogan talk about how? Uh, no, didn't Russell basically talk about how Hogan kind of took his spot? Yeah, Hogan's Warrior. talked about it as well, like taking the spotlight, you mean, like when he came yeah. in and gave the belt. But I, I mean, I didn't think nothing of that. As a, Again, as a okay. fan, that yeah. to me, that's still like Warrior's beating him. It's like him giving an endorsement to Warrior. I don't think that was a bad, like, ending to it. Like, that, I, you feel like that's what they should have done anyway? Like, obviously, yeah. Warrior needs the spotlight, which he got afterwards because Hogan went back. And maybe they didn't need to linger on Hogan on the thing watching the whole time. Because didn't actually didn't Hogan actually have the belt? He had the belt. Like he, yeah. he held it. Had yeah. it in his shoulder. If I remember, he had it in his shoulder. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're, and you're the almost yeah, almost like teasing like he's gonna you know take the belt uh, and go. turn maybe. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. but I think yeah, the fact is like he that that does did feel like a passing the torch moment though. Him him giving it to her. I didn't see that as a fan like oh Hogan's stealing the spotlight. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Obviously Hogan said that's what he was doing. Yeah, stupid. But again, but, stupid. It's stupid. But it's, you know, I don't think that's that necessary. I think the biggest thing that hurt Warrior was just not being sort of set up afterwards. Yeah, that's true. The fact that he beat Hogan and Hogan comes in and basically shakes his hand, holds his hand up, gives him the belt, is saying, you're better than me. You beat me. But my only thing was, again, I, again, this is me watching it as a younger man, people. So I don't people say, oh, I'm a misogynistic. No. I don't know the fact that Warrior was hugging him like crying. Like, what are you crying for? Okay. I understand it's like tears of joy to win the belt, but 
why you cry? Why are you crying, hugging? You hugging him? You're crying like eh, wasn't really crying, was it? Was it? I mean, he gave like the big nah, yeah, hugging him, like thump in the back. It's like, almost like a very manly boom, boom. Yeah, but like, why? It's like well, okay, it, he's done. He's, yeah, he's it's like okay, the guy's giving you the belt. Okay, fine, but okay, all this beat, beat. Yeah, Hogan. Okay, no, let, let him be. It's your mm. moment. But again, that's me. More, more yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think like I say, maybe they didn't need to linger on Hogan as much going back. But I still think, yeah, the, the spotlight went back to Warrior. And at the end, WrestleMania ended with Warrior on his own in the ring, holding the championship, oh, going crazy. So to that me, that's, cool. you know, that is like, I think nothing to me. That's a per- that was a perfect ending. Yeah. I don't I don't think that hindered the Warriors like reign. I, like I, said, I think it's the fact that afterwards he didn't he didn't have all the challenges like set up properly. Like he didn't he wasn't made the focal point of WWF as champion. It was Hogan still. That's what hurt him, I think, as a champion. The that that beating Hogan, like, was to me that was handled masterfully. Made him like you believe, like, Warriors better than Hogan. He beat Hogan, yeah. and Hogan's admitted it. Like, you know, giving him the belt, saying, "Well done," you know, holding him up. Like, yeah, you beat me. Well done. My only question to you is this: again, before I don't know before. I don't think there was at the time, but I don't know. I know it was because obviously we, we knew. But since then. Has there actually been a WS slash WWE champion or World of It champion? Actually, no. There actually has been. There actually has been. Sorry, I apologize. Because there's been a World of It champion that's held it in a kind of champion when Triple H beat, was it Kane? In the winner takes all match in No Mercy yeah. 2002. So technically, no. But for the WF champion or WWE champion, has there actually ever been somebody who's held both belts? Again, and actually held on to both of them. I don't think there actually has been. I don't remember it being. Because I was going to say dudes with attitude, but then it's like, no, Sean was IC and Diesel yeah. was WF, so you can't use that one. No, I don't, I, no, I don't think so. I don't think anyone went from Intercontinental directly to WWF like that. But and no, no, and, no, WWF, I mean and WWF it. wouldn't normally, what do you mean, to actually win or just pick it up and hold it? So pick it up and hold it, but actually, I'm saying, has it actually ever been a wrestler to win the WF title as an Intercontinental champion, but also to hold it as well? So come out on Raw or SmackDown or Saturday's main event or Superstar as WF champion and Intercontinental champion together simultaneously. No, no, that was the first. I mean, that was the first time. Probably the only time. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, and the only time. Yeah, no, no one afterwards did did that. Like held the Intercontinental and then won the WWF championship. Whilst yeah, and it, you didn't normally go backwards like WWF champion trying to win the Intercontinental. So but the, don't you think that would have been cool though? Like basically, he's holding both belts. He defends both belts. Well, not really. No, because they're like to me, they're both they're both the same championship, just one's a higher level. Okay, fair enough. So why would you defend only the Intercontinental? No, no, like, you defend both. Defend yeah, both. but what put both belts on the line all the time? No, so basically, it, let's it might say well unify them. No, no, no. So let's say, for example, you've got uh, I don't know, Honky Tonk Man, mm. and Honky Tonk Man was IC title. Okay, fine. You don't put the WF title on land. Actually, you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense because basically, if I beat you, I should be WF champion. So yeah, it's okay. Mm. Never mind. Okay, never mind. I, def- I basically crossed my own up there. <laughs> basically, I was thinking, well, if you beat me for the IC champ, so I can see, I can say, well, I'm still the WF champion, or not really. Well, I don't, you know, I don't like that. <laughs> to me, it's like if, you, if you've lost, you're lost, you're not the champion anymore. Like, well, I'm only defending this part of like the weaker championship, but that's a championship. I'm, getting, I'm the best in the world, but I couldn't beat you as in Continental. Yeah. <laughs> well, then again, that, that's a heel, that's a heel move, anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it fit a heel, but it's like, yeah, to me. Mm. Mm. 
But, you know, overall, this WrestleMania, personally, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. Again, I've watched it back quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I admit, people, me talking about it today, it was literally me thinking off the top of my memory. So, again, I know I probably missed a couple of matches where I didn't remember, but that's just me being as truthful as I can for it. But overall, good, ma- you know, good pay-per-view. Again, like you said, the, the only time somebody's actually held the um, Intercontinental title and the WWE title at the same time. So, again... Mm-hmm. Omar Warrior, where he rest in peace, is in the history books by himself. So at yeah. least, you know, at least you can say Hogan didn't do that, or Savage or anybody, even Brett, Austin. But yeah, overall good pay-per-view. And Anton, I thoroughly enjoyed this one today. Mm. Again, people, it was a bit longer than usual, but still, you're getting good material. So if I was you, enjoy it. And Anton, should I leave it for you to end it, or should I end it with my usual, don't piss me off, mate? Yeah, why not? We haven't had that for a while. Well, people, thank you very much for enjoying enjoying the show. Hopefully, if you didn't, go piss off, mate, and go go drink some soup. <laughs>